Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Clip. Hey, man. Good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... No idea what the f- just happened. It did not flub at all. F- it send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And you can check us out and watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to Pirate Radio TV. Give us a like there and give us a comment, question. Be a part of the program today as we'll uh, have a fun Tuesday for you. Got some guests to get to. We'll wrap up the college baseball season with Mully coming up at 4 o'clock. LSU wins the SEC Invitational against Florida last night to win the College World Series. And that's it for college sports until we roll around to the fall and a football season. So we'll discuss that and more with Mully coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll continue our ECU opponent previews. Today we'll talk some SMU football. Rich Phillips, play-by-play voice of the Mustangs, will join us to give us uh, an update on the offseason going on in Dallas with SMU. I put out the numbers earlier today on Twitter. ECU and SMU, the last five meetings, have put up basketball scores. It has been crazy. Uh, So looking forward to some more fireworks when they face off coming up this October. We'll get a preview from Rich Phillips at 4.30. At 5 o'clock, Bryce Williams, former ECU tight end, will join us. And we'll get a recap of the ladies' clinic. Our Jenny Shelton and Shirley Rhodes were there. And by the way, Shirley Rhodes is back surely i don't know if I, we've ever gone this long without seeing one another <laughs> that was a long it, it, it was a week it was a week and a day and a weekend two weekends two weekends yeah so that would be what two four <clears throat> ten, uh, days, ten days, days 11 days 11 days what, yeah. yeah if you count yesterday yesterday was was accidental uh i had a situation arise where i had to take an extra day off well welcome uh, back Thank you. It's great to it's have you back. It's good to be back. And intern Connor handling the video production today. Joey out with a family matter. But uh, Connor going to do an awesome job. Good to see you. Chandler Honeycutt manning the fort. And we kick off today's show with Coach Mac McCarthy and uh, Jamie, who is a, a daily listener and chimer in her uh, here at Pirate Radio, said, I would say Tuesdays are usually the best lineup of the week, in my opinion. Wow. And coach, you've got at least a little bit to do with that. <laughs> I would say quite a bit. You're one third of the show. Probably what's coming up at four and five, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, you're uh, you're a huge uh, part of that. It's great to have Mac McCarthy on with us every Tuesday here on Pirate Radio Live. And we just started this kind of at the 
I guess, worst time if you are covering sports because there's not a ton going on. But we're going to have a lot of fun this summer and uh, looking forward to talking football with Coach Mack this fall. And uh, if you're still around there, if you can stand me and, and everybody else, we'll talk some hoops with you later this year, too. <laughs> well, you, you're off to a rough start on the hoop side, but uh, but maybe we'll have enough momentum to carry us through your negative negativity. Oh, come on, Coach. Come on. Let's talk positive. Where'd Chandler go? Is Chandler still around? Uh, he gone. Chandler got so yet last week we were talking about memorabilia we could have and and you brought it up and you might have been thinking like Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, kind of the classics. I took it very personal. What what I would like and it was a Braves home plate from the Sid Bream slide at uh, slide at Fulton County Stadium back in ninety one. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's still go any further than that. Pick up your point, but. That's such a Braves fan right there. They didn't even win. <laughs> they won the they NLCS. Didn't they didn't win even, the World Series. They didn't even win the World Series. All right, give me Marquise Grissom's glove from the fly ball he caught to clinch the World Series. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You you got personal with it. So go then ahead. Chandler, we started talking about ECU. Chandler got really personal with it and personal with you. He said he wanted – is Chandler here? I, want, I wanted to wait until he's around. Um, he said he wanted the tie from the game – where ECU beat NC State in basketball, where Coach Mack was the head coach. And Mack, you said, I've got that tie. And you said, you could have that tie. And sure enough, you walk in today presenting Chandler with the game-worn tie from ECU, NC State, 2007, only win ever against an ACC opponent. The last ACC opponent we'll ever see in Menji's Coliseum. Well, we've had a couple since then, but we'll never see it again. Definitely not state. And today, Chandler Honeycutt is the proud new owner of said tie. That is unbelievable. I should have asked for something from Max Collection. Chandler, can you even speak? Are you speechless? Well, it's been about 30 minutes since he's presented me with a tie, so I've been able to kind of gather my thoughts and stuff. But, I mean, I was just excited to see Coach Mack walk through the door, number one. Uh, Absolutely. I I was happy to (laughs) see. I I was just, I mean, I I was like, you know what? Coach Mack's here. I'm happy. Not only is Coach Mack here, but he presents me. and He's handing me something, and I'm like, what is he handing me? What is is Coach Mack giving to me right now? Chandler said tie? Tie? Can I get a tie? 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 Hi. Tie? Thank you. And I jokingly said, and I'm sure you've already mentioned this, but I jokingly said I would like a collection of the ties that he's wore. And if I had to choose the first one, it would have to be the one against NC State. Yeah. You see you knocked off NC State in 07. And sure enough, this is the tie that he wore that day. That's unbelievable. That and, is a very unique. I mean, that's one of one. I mean, I don't. I mean, I he handed it to me, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" So it was like kind of piled on top. I was excited that Coach Mack's here. Not only is Coach Mack here, but he's here with the tie that he wore against NC State in 07, and he's presenting me with that tie. And man, I'm just so excited to have it. Now, what the question is, is what are we going to do with it? Well, uh, Jamie, I think we should frame it. I Jamie wanna... says someone teach him how to tie a tie. Well, I'm just putting... Tie? I don't... I 
I, I'm not I, doing that right now. I'm just I'm, <laughs> I, now. I don't get don't, I, no, no, look, now, don't get me wrong. I don't know how to tie a tie. Um, I have to go to YouTube every time I put on a tie. I do to, too to remind myself how to do it. Both uh, both times, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ryan, <laughs> both Ryan Malley with Wings Over was in here earlier, and he said every nine months I've got to uh, look up the YouTube video to how to tie a tie. But uh, Coach Mac, thank you so much for this tie. Um, man, that's awesome. I Coach, really like one it. time the uh, late, great Jeff Charles uh, said, Clip, I don't think I've ever seen you in a tie. So I said, you know what, Jeff, next week for the pregame show, I'm coming in here, starts at 8 a.m. I'm going to be wearing a tie. And, uh, hey, I was wearing a pirate hat, uh, pirate's hat that day. But I wore a tie just for Jeff Charles. I'm glad to see the picture because I wouldn't have believed it. And, <laughs> and how long did the tie last? I well, Jeff's on hour one. Uh, was on hour one of our pregame show, so through the whole hour, I probably got rid of it after that. You did after the voice walked out. You did, I'm sure. But um, I can and have worn a tie. And Chandler, uh, boy, that's a good looking tie. So, Coach, did you have that like in a special spot or anything? No, I, it's in the rotation. I, yeah. I have worn it this year uh, a couple times. How many ties would you say you own? Oh gosh. 50 maybe here's a question for coach mac um if you were coaching today would you wear a tie because things have changed i'd love not to would you go kind of sweats or like mike schwartz and his crew have that what, what is the, it, uh, the um the like quarter zip quarter zip and they look sharp they're they got the white, yeah white yeah. coats i like that look usually like khaki like pants look. with like some nice sneakers yeah. and, a, and a pullover i'm, I'm, all, zip. For I'm all for <laughs> that now chandler you're a patino tie guy right you like the ties on I, the side see line. i miss the i miss coaches wearing ties i don't know i'm 24 years old but i have an old soul Man, yeah he's and old a school. part of my old soul is wishing that coaches in every level of basketball War, I mean, not little league, but at least at least college and NBA go back to wearing suits and ties. That that from a guy who doesn't know how to tie. A tie. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, do as I say, not as I do, coach. That's yeah. uh, should the football philosophy. coaches go back to it also? Al Golden, remember Al, Mike Pat Nolan? Dye. He was a tie guy. Oh yeah, Al Golden wore a tie. But, suit. Pat Dye was a uh, shirt and tie guy with a baseball cap. Hey, that, that's at Auburn. I, hey, that's me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you look a little bit like Coach Dye. They call me Fat Dye. <laughs> look, I'm going to get a joke in if it's on myself. Too, too, you know, so be it. Um, yeah, that's uh, – see, I, what I want to see is basketball coaches go the route of baseball managers. And I want to see Coach Mack, especially back in that era with the baggy shorts, oh, you Lord. in a basketball uniform. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, that's, and the cutoff. That's a little scary. You know, I, 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 have been to, I have been at some really random sporting events, speaking of somebody wearing a baseball uniform. I was at the only game where an owner – of a major league baseball team managed the game and wore the uniform with the number one on it. All right, let's say that again. So you were at a game where the owner of the team. Oh, okay. I might know this. They had fired the coach, and the owner of the team said, "I'll manage the game," and he wore the uniform. I don't think he coached third base, but he was on the field <laughs> with number one on, and it was a it was an away game. I don't think he would. I think he'd have been booed off the field at a home game. My guess is Ted Turner. It was all right there you go. at Pittsburgh in Three Rivers Stadium. 
I mean, sometimes you just got to do it yourself, Coach, if you can't find the right guy to do it. And I'm you, going in. And if you've got billions, you can just <laughs> do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> How long did he manage? Did, was that like a one week game? Or, and the, one and, game. You yeah, were at the, the one game? Le- and the league said, no, not, you're not going to do this. That's awesome. Uh, Tyler was on the court after the ECU win over NC State. Tyler also said meeting and getting a picture with Dennis Haskins was cool, too. So is that Mr. Belding? That's Mr. Belding. And you did you have a relationship with him or long time friend? He he went to Chattanooga. And, okay. And he played basketball at Chattanooga on the JV team. Wow. And he actually started the uh he televised the first game ever televised at Chattanooga. They were Division Two back then, <laughs> won a Division Two national championship and finished second uh another time. But yeah, Mr. Belding, a uh, big supporter, traveled with us, uh, went to Hawaii with us, went uh obviously to the NCAA, sat on a bench with us. Uh, man. Mr. Belding uh, was the was the man. I heard he uh, he could get after it. He was he had fun. I mean, what a star! Like all the college kids knew who he was because they grew up watching Saved by the Bell. I was a huge. We played Saved by the Bell trivia on this show one time, Coach. That's yeah. How big of a fan I was back in the day. <laughs> Probably. Have you ever watched Saved by the Bell? I mean, it was oh, out of your age to, range. If you watch it, you'll see our team picture on his bookcase. No way. Yes, it is. Wait what team chattanooga yeah so there's like an episode where they're in the principal's office or whatever and there, there are many episodes right. within the principal because zach's always in there of and course. every time they're in the principal's office that picture is on the bookcase that is unbelievable are you in the picture no I do you get, get residuals because <laughs> <laughs> we talked to joe west uh it was on the brian bailey show and joe west talked about how he made more money um from residuals from naked gun movies than he did from anything else in life just being in saying one line yeah uh, no is the answer i don't get any residuals that is uh that is a great story though coach mac you uh, would you would not have gotten that trivia question heck no what basketball team's photo is in richard belding's office would not have got that that that's uh incredible that's why you're on the show, Coach. I don't even know where we go from there. That's in the- <laughs> All right. Um, we do have ECU news today. And a pirate coach has left for a bigger job. And that coach is ECU women's lacrosse coach Amanda Moore, who started a program from scratch, got better and better and better every year, and uh, now is going to the Ohio State University. So, Coach, I would just like to say that Amanda Moore is a, a traitor, money hungry you know I, I believe in equality i'm gonna treat everybody the same she is not a true pirate and uh it's just sad to see that people these days just go after the money coach no loyalty that is really such a bad take <laughs> the, the lady gets her dream job she's done a great job she's moving back to her alma mater and congratulations are in order <laughs> despite what clip brock said i'm joking i'm joking but uh that, that is that first ever women's lacrosse coach here as i said just got the team better and better every year turned it into a, a winner and is rewarded for it. that's kind of what the the coaching job is right you move up yeah no that's, that's a great deal and um you know very excited for her and uh you know speaks volumes of the job that she's done in a uh building a program literally from the ground up from the ground up uh just another great hire from jeff confer during his time here at ecu and he uh <coughs> And talk Jeff Confer on the show today. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Coach, other news I saw today, non-sports related. 
but i did i knew you were coming on i did kind of think about you i think you would make a good game show host you got a good laugh a good personality good sense of humor are we talking like pat sajak or drew carey okay i'm not talking alex trebek <laughs> i don't know if you're quite ready at that <laughs> level but drew Ke- well i'm not a huge drew Carey, but like uh like my family feud guy is ray combs now i know that richard dawson and steve harvey now i love some ray combs but i could see you bob barkerish in that role yeah he's got better hair <laughs> well you could paint yours white if you wanted to um which, it wasn't always white his or mine well i don't remember non-white <laughs> hair bob barker uh, i bring this up because apparently so pat sajak stepping down from wheel of fortune and ryan seacrest is taking over uh but coach what is what's your favorite game show of all time and if you could host one what would it be I don't know about hosting. Uh, you know, a lot of them look fun to host. Uh, Family Feud would probably be the best to host, uh, just because there's going to be some crazy stuff. But my favorite of all time is not on anymore. Concentration. Okay, remind me of that one. It was a big board, and you had to match pairs. Uh, it was basically if you if you had a good memory, you were really good at it. Okay, and, and that was one thing I've always had. Oh, I see. Uh, until recently. <laughs> classic concentration uh good stuff man i used to love uh being home in the afternoons whether i be sick or right after school and watching press your luck on uh, usa that was uh, one of my favorites of all time with the whammies uh no 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 not familiar um and of course the classics with price is right let's make a deal uh, also a classic but ryan seacrest do people watch game shows these days i think they do i guess so i remember when direct tv first came out and my parents got it i was just fascinated there was a game show network with game shows on 24 hours a day i think they definitely watched jeopardy yeah even without uh alex trebek yeah dan patrick came out with sports jeopardy years ago on nbc sports network and i watched a lot of those and uh really enjoy i'd love to be on i tried to get on I like send an application or you, whatever. you are full of knowledge of a variety of things that uh, are random correct that sounded like a compliment i think so <laughs> it was it was close to one but i did see that news what uh what is your favorite game show folks and uh and, and what do you uh let's see jamie said wink martindale classic concentration was wink the host or was he just saying his favorite host wink martindale he was one of the hosts yeah there you go all right coach uh, we saw the college world series wrap up last night two blowouts to end the season unfortunately yeah co- after what was a great college world series yeah and and a big letdown for me uh in terms of a lot of different things uh we have we have all these great games and i was tuned in i I watched almost every game uh and then we get two blowouts right at the very end and to top that off i i've got i'm really big down in the back with sec fatigue uh so that didn't have any appeal to me whatsoever seeing lsu and florida uh you know not that i'm a huge wake forest fan but i was sure hoping that uh that they would somehow get in there and that the sec might not win the thing but uh i i definitely admit it in public that i'm I'm tired of the sec interesting how strong are your auburn ties to this day do you strong yeah Yeah. but you're you're tired of it what about when football rolls around i still tired of it 
no, no, now I as tired of it, it as we are like it, it's a thing it's the, yeah. they are the boss yeah they are and uh and you know that they deserve everything they get but uh uh you know i, I would like to see some other folks uh participate at the at the tail end of, of seasons especially in football you want that to segue into something you talked about before the show uh speaking of the sec i, I was thinking about this how many teams realistically can win? And it came up because I was watching the Greg Sankey interview uh, with Joel Klatt uh, on Fox Sports. And it's an over hour. If you haven't seen it, you, you, you would enjoy it if you're a college sports fan, especially a college football fan. But uh, I just – I think that uh, – there aren't very many teams that can win the national championship anymore. And it came about because of the 12-team playoff and right. that kind of thing. That's going to involve more teams. More and more teams can legitimately say we can make the playoff. I think the number of teams that can legitimately make the playoff is a little bigger, but I don't think the list that can actually win the thing is very big at all. Is this another reason for you to just bring up how you don't like an expanded playoff? No, no. I'm, 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 the BCS was so long ago. Nobody, re, nobody remembers. Because Troy. I like, and I, I, I'm for expanded playoffs, and I get that you're going to end up with the same two or three at the end of it. But the five six matchup or whatever, the four eight, whatever it is, that, that's, there's going to be good football games. My the, wife is texting in. Hollywood Squares was her favorite game show. Another great show. Paul Circle Lynn. gets the square. Paul Lynn and all that bunch. Um, I don't know. It might be before my time. Don't recognize that name. I remember watching that one in syndication, I think, on USA. I remember Gil- Gilbert Gottfried was on it a lot when I watched. Just screaming nonsense. Um, so, how many teams can make the playoff? How many teams can legitimately win a national championship? Uh, before we go there, how about last year... Would you have said before the playoff that TCU had no chance to win a championship? Yes. And I guess you would be right. But they did get there. Yeah. And I I think at the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have said they were one of the ones that could get there either. I'll admit that. Right. Yeah. So it can happen. Although, again, they got stomped at the biggest stage in the championship. But they did beat Michigan. You got to give them credit for that. And they they didn't even win their own league. (sighs) Man. So how many teams can win it? And, uh, and how want... many teams can make the playoffs? All right, and, and I would love you folks to to chime in on this. I know our listeners have an opinion. Yeah. So how many can legit make it? I think that's a big number. And then how many can actually win it? That is a very small number. And off the top of my head, I'll go two SECs with. I don't even know what Bama's got this year, but uh, uh, Bama, uh, <laughs> Georgia has put themselves in that position where they go into a year believing they can win it. Uh, you got to throw Michigan, I, I guess both Big Tens, Michigan and Ohio State. And then I, I'm looking at spring rankings right now, and I see a name of a team that I think has no chance to win it at number three, and that's Florida State. I could not visualize Florida State winning the national title this year. I think my number might stop at four. My number stopped at four. With the same teams? Same teams. <laughs> I mean, that's sad. But that anybody else? Who else 
can win it. Like Dabo and Clemson were there for a few years. They they're going to get some they're going to get some attention. Uh, that, you know, obviously, and uh, you know, Texas is always somebody that people are going to talk about. USC uh, came close, uh, and they'll be good enough offensively to win it. I remember texting Mully during that uh, Pac-12 championship. And we want to take USC and Lincoln Riley seriously. And, and boy, Caleb Williams is serious. He's the man. That was the worst display of defense I've ever seen. They were not, they weren't trying to tackle. And until I see something change there, they're not in the conversation for me. Now, maybe that can change, but they want to put up 50 and give up 70. It's just not going to work. But they have to be one of the ones that you consider to be able to make the playoffs. Absolutely, 100%. My, mine to make the playoffs were USC and Utah out of the Pac-12. Uh, I thought uh, LSU, Tennessee. Tennessee, certainly. Uh, I think Texas. I think, I think Florida State and Clemson. Uh, and the other one I would have is probably Penn State. Okay. They got a lot of people back, and I think they'll actually upgrade at the quarterback position with the young kid taking Clifford's place. One team missing there, and for good reason after what they did last year, uh, is Oklahoma out of that discussion right now? Big time? Well, we can't even talk about them being in the top four of the Big 12. (laughs) All right, fine. I'm sorry I asked. It's gracious. They had a losing record. Um, You put two out of the Pac-12 with Utah and USC. I see Washington here. Washington, Oregon, both possibilities. Most overrated team every year, no matter the year, Notre Dame. You want to give them a shot? They probably deserve a shot. They probably, I mean, Hartman could make it that kind of difference. Uh, they do have a lot of people back, Hartman. and uh, Hartman being up there, can he can he do it in a different kind of system? Uh, I'm betting that he can, um, and they'll certainly get every consideration. I I think I probably left them out. Could we get a, a TCU like run from somebody? And I'm looking for potential suspects for that. Oregon, uh, Kansas State. I don't know. And I, I, you, well, that's yeah. hard to predict because we didn't see TCU doing it. Yeah, and, and I don't know who that would be necessarily like in the Big Ten. Uh, in the ACC, I think the – and people are going to hate this, but I think the team that could make that kind of run is is Carolina. Yeah, every year they – and they're going to get the Drake May hype. And they they will, but I mean, a quarterback can carry you a long way, and he's as probably as good as any of them. Yeah, we talked about the. I'll, I'll throw you another one uh, that, that you know should get the same kind of reaction that uh, that I gave you for Oklahoma, but based just on talent. How about Texas A and M? Oh God, <laughs> I mean, but. It, no, I can't yeah. see. That's what I say. But yeah. but if you rank talent wise, yeah. they're in the top five or six. Yep, and they were last year before losing to App State and going five and seven. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. You, it, and is this a bad thing that we're talking about it this way? for college football well i think it's a precursor to what we're going to be talking about a whole lot more because when you go to 12 now that number that can make the playoffs is is it double that is it triple that i think that number gets really big and then games get more relevant because there are more teams involved and what you know, even even though I hate the expansion, I think it will cause more conversation and more interest in November than uh, than we have right now. ECU fans, would you rather be that team that makes the playoff because there is an opening now for the the group of five, make the playoff and get beat sixty three to three, 
by a big boy or would you rather win a bowl game against coastal carolina like we just did i mean i, I, I don't want to speak for ecu fans but but, but let me tell you you, you Bowl games used to define a good season. They don't anymore. I agree. So, so give me the playoff, sixty-three to three. I, I I hate to sign up for something that bad, but yes, I, I would totally do that. And I think now, when I say bowl games are meaningless, they're meaningless to me, and, and other, no, they're not meaningless to the players. Obviously. They're meaningless to the evaluation of the season. Yeah, because there are so many bowl games, and there are so many opt outs of the bowl games. They're they're a predictor. They're not a uh, they're not a, a, a measuring stick for how good your season was, and they're not a measuring stick for how good next season is going to be. I know. Almost it's it's almost more about the next season sometimes because you have so many veterans and people who sit them out now and you, you play some younger but, guys but with the portal is it <laughs> that's a good point well okay so you're showcasing <laughs> guys for new teams that can come grab them in the offseason yeah you're right it's a good point coach uh but yeah i would take the playoffs uh, i see that in the chat make there the was playoffs a, you know the, the one suggestion that's been hot on the on the topic line for uh sports shows across the country is don't have um fcs schools or or even you know non-power five schools for for lack of a better term playing um spring games instead of playing them during the regular season have them play middle tennessee playing at alabama in the spring well that sounds like a good idea but you ask the middle tennessee coach about it uh and and he will tell you i'm not putting my best players in that game so they can evaluate them nah we've become if you want to call it softer you can but smarter with these things where why would you well, evaluates one thing but injuries is another thing well like, injuries uh, also but yeah. but you know that you you take that you know with with a grain of salt because you have that in your own spring game sure true but uh no i I would love to see it now what's what do you always say coach the answer is money what's the question is that your phrase i really (laughs) love that phrase (laughs) i mean if you could we might name the show that could they give nick saban and uh lincoln riley enough money to play a spring scrimmage between each other no yeah there's just not enough there's they're already making too much as it is. So I was thinking if, if there could be money made off of it, maybe, but too much too much risk. Yeah, too much risk. But but again, you know, if you're if you're one of those schools, if you're Troy or UAB, are you gonna are you gonna go play at Auburn or Alabama or somewhere and and let them see this tackle right. that you've developed? You know, and, and it's in the spring. He may not even be there next fall. Now he may go he may go in the portal right away because the last portal is the first of May. Yeah, Mag McCarthy joining us as we uh, just a couple of old men talking about everything wrong in the world of sports. <laughs> new show, new new uh, new bit. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. You got a question or comment? You can get it in on Facebook or YouTube. A lot more to go with Coach Mac here. Hour number one of Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 
21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership in the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Shirley Rhodes, intern Connor. Chandler's around here somewhere. And Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy, hanging out with us here on a Tuesday. Uh, we'll be off next week, Coach. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I do want to ask you. We talked to Rich Shea yesterday, president of Major League Eating. Got the big, uh, famous Nathan's hot dog contest coming up. Uh, that he and his brother put on in Coney Island. And if you were to compete in one of these competitive eating events, what food do you think you'd have a chance to win or at least have a good showing? Oh, gosh. I, I love some Nathan's hot dogs, but I don't know how many of them you can eat with those uh, with the buns and yeah. all that. The, that. That grosses me out a little bit with the uh, the, the soggy buns. What could you? Like, what what could no, you, you eat know, a lot the, of? Back in the day, I would I would either say wings or ribs. Okay, nobody said ribs yesterday. That'd be a good one. And you got to clean them off, right? Sure, be, yeah. sure. Rib eating contest. Bone sucking rib eating contest. Be down for that. That sounds like fun. We'll do that uh, in a couple weeks. Um, I'm going to ask every uh, every guest this week. They all went with wings. Shirley, you weren't here yesterday. Shirley, if we're putting you in a competitive eating contest, what food do you think you'd have a shot at winning? I heard somebody say yesterday, because uh, I caught a, a little bit of the show. Uh, Thanks for listening. Somebody, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, boiled peanuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, boiled peanuts. I don't like boiled peanuts, but if you give me green peanuts or raw peanuts, I will tear into those. Okay. I can eat my weight in those bad boys. Whoa, the, the boiled peanuts. And I, mm. I know I'm going to make a lot I, of people peanuts. mad. Right? Mm. I have some friends who just love boiled peanuts, but to me, they taste like dirt. I'm a fan. It looks I like, like dirt. Where are you from, Coach? Where were you born? Virginia. Okay. Probably so, too far north for the bull. I was going to say southern. But I've lived in Alabama, Georgia, yeah. Tennessee, North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, I, I've got great Auburn friends who swear by bull peanuts. They can't go by a stand on the side of the road. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> uh, boy, the aftermath of that eating competition is going to be Oh, yeah. The rough. aftermath will be not pretty clear but, the, clear the path yeah yeah all right uh little eating talk so fourth of july next week uh we'll be off coach but we'll talk to you in a couple weeks uh, a couple questions from jamie coming in we'll get to those in a minute nba draft was thursday and i brought this up with uh brian north on friday i went back 30 years i'm gonna go back 25 years this time and just run over some names in the uh nba draft this is a a weird one to pick because the first pick that year coach was a center from pacific named michael olova candy so very random wow number one overall pick that year but mike bibby you remember him arizona rafe lafrance yeah kansas Kansas, yeah Yeah. antoine james jameson and carter back to back yeah uh, the tractor trailer. Remember Robert Trailer? Michigan, yeah. Uh, Jason Williams, who I did not know in college, but became a fan of with the Kings, went to Florida, the point guard. Well, he went to Marshall first and then transferred to, to Florida. Yeah. Uh, we actually played against him, beat him in the in the conference championship game and went on to the Sweet 16. You beat when he was at Marshall? Yes. Okay. Do you remember Larry Hughes? 
I do, but I'm trying. I'm drawing a blank on where he went. I don't know if ECU played him if they were in Conference USA. He was at St. Louis. Played one year at St. Louis. Uh, Dirk from Germany. Uh, Paul Pierce, Kansas. We actually had Dirk's best friend on our team at VCU. From Germany? You're going to like this. Yeah, he's from Germany. His name was Patrick Kojo, and he was a good player. He talked to me about, uh, I've got this friend who's really good. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> sure you do. And we, got to, and we got to check it, and he was really good, and we didn't need to call him. But, uh, and his brother, actually, uh, Boris Kojo, is a star on television right now. He was the number one male model in the world. He's on <laughs> Station 19. Oh, uh, is that HBO? No, it's on ABC. Huh. I'm thinking of a different show. Station 19? I'm pretty sure that's the the lead into Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Station 19. There, it surely gives me a yes. Okay. Never heard of it. Boris I was thinking Kojo of Joe is else. his brother, and they, they the two of them have a, uh, a nationally famous uh, clothing operation. The man with, Random. The, the man Random. with a million stories, Matt McCarthy. We, had, we got into Dennis Haskins earlier. Now we're on Boris Kojo. So how do you – now, if I watch this show, is there a picture of your team on the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he came to see us play, but only once, and there were no pictures. All right, so you had this guy's brother you're talking Dirk's friend, right. German guy. Uh-huh. How do you go about bringing him to – where were you, VCU? He was already there. I didn't have anything to do with that. Now, we did have uh, – I did go to Russia multiple times. We had multiple Russian players. You went yourself over there to – What, evaluate, talk? Yep. How that guy – how do you uh, – do you have a translator? Money is the answer. And uh, <laughs> depend, that, no matter what the question is, money is the answer. <laughs> does this go back to uh, your your Nike guy? Did he the, does he have anything to do with this stuff? Uh, he didn't have anything to do with that, but uh, no. <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of Nike, George Raveling, who is featured in the movie Air, uh, which I assume you all have seen or not. I have, yes. Okay, the movie Air, George Raveling. It's his birthday today. Uh, he is the owner of the Martin Luther King I Have a Dream speech. What do you mean, owner of the speech? After the speech. This is a great story. George Raveling, I don't know why you don't know this. It was in the movie. But uh, George Raveling was a basketball player at the University of Maryland. I know George Raveling. I remember him coaching at USC, I believe. USC, Washington State, Iowa, uh, assistant at Maryland for Lefty Drizel. But he was a player, uh, and they asked him and some other players to be bodyguards for Martin Luther King for his speech on the National Mall. After the speech, he said something to Martin Luther King about the speech, and he pulled the speech out of his pocket and handed it to George Raveling, who's been in possession of it ever since. Wow. Speaking of memorabilia. Worth, worth I don't know how many millions. Yeah, that is crazy. That's uh, Was that in the movie? I thought it was. I don't know. I didn't know. I, I, I missed that part. must have gone you slept. to grab a snack. Uh, so uh, that that is fascinating. So, Coach, I ran through those names, and part of that is us being older. At that time, you were in coaching. I had nothing to do but obsess about sports, yeah. so I knew everybody. But also, we watched these guys in college, and, and I'm looking at, at this year's draft that transpired on Thursday. The top eight picks – Seven picks, top seven picks. Two guys from France, two guys from Overtime Elite, which in turn Joey was kind of explaining to me what that is because I really don't know. Uh, one guy from the G League, and then cover your ears, coach. Two guys from the SEC, more SEC dominance. Yeah, but that was the top seven of this year's draft. And uh, of these guys, I know Brandon Miller, I know Anthony Black. 
I've only heard of Victor, but I've never seen him play. Never seen any of these other guys play a game. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot different. Than completely it was. different. Completely different. Very, very much like recruiting in college right now. What do you mean by that, that? Well, the list of high school kids is relevant, but not very deep relevant because everybody is getting someone for the transfer portal. Ah, yes. And I don't know. How would you handle that these days? I mean, you'd have to go and attack the portal, right? Yeah, adapt or perish. You have to. You have. You have to do what you got to do. But uh, uh, relationships would mean more than than ever before. And 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 you know, we always did that to some degree. Like like when we were involved with a, a young man that that uh, we thought might be going a level too high, we made sure that we recruited them all the way to the end and didn't burn any bridges mm-hmm. and didn't get mad at them and stayed in touch with them and their families and. Um, we got a kid back from Florida State. We got a kid back from Memphis. We got a kid back from uh, trying to think of the different places from Georgia. Uh, we got kids back that we stayed in touch with that we had recruited in high school that that ended up on the rebound. We ended, we ended up getting them. All right, uh, we got a couple questions coming in for Coach Mack, and I'll ask the question and take a break so you can think about it during the break. I think Jamie asked this one at the end of last week, and we didn't get around to it. Uh, what current college basketball rule that occurs during a game would you want to change or get rid of uh he says i'd like to see three-step traveling called again i guess your euro step or whatever but anyway coach well i'll ask you about that uh he wants a good ted valentine story if you got one and then jr is asking about eating barbecue growing up in the shenandoah valley so a little bit of everything coming up with coach matt mccarthy when we return pirate radio live on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, one more segment to go with Mac McCarthy. Fast-moving hour every time we get to yapping about nonsense. We go on and on. In some sense. Um, Coach, Jamie's asking about a a rule you would like changed. I I thought of one during the break that I want to bring up with you. It's a rule in the NBA. It really makes zero sense when you think about it. It just kind of adds excitement to the end of a game where you call a timeout late, you get the ball at the other team's side of the court. The women have already done that, and it's a, it's a great rule. Uh, you like the, the rule? The, the women have done two things that, that are, are far superior to the men's game. That is the biggest one, being able to advance the ball to midcourt, to Last the front court. two minutes. What is, uh, what's the rule? Yeah, when, when you call a timeout, you have, to, you have to call the timeout to get it. Uh, sometimes the other team gets a timeout call before you get to do it. Um, and so and, and in, I know in the NBA, if you take a dribble or two and take a timeout, you don't get to no. like if you get a rebound, call it immediately. You get it down right. there. You yeah. dribble a couple times, 
It's the same. Okay. It's the same. And the other rule that they have that I really like, although there is a caveat, I like the fact that they play quarters instead of halves. Uh, I think it breaks the game up a little bit, but I think the game flows better in between because you have a timeout every five minutes instead of every four minutes. But uh, the one thing I can't really get my mind around is I love the pressure of the one-and-one free throw, and you don't have that when you go to quarters because right now you get to five, you're in the double bonus. Mm. There is no one and one in that situation. Five per quarter. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and it resets counts. every quarter. And it resets. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I like the quarters and I love advancing the basketball. It gives you so many more options for strategic endings of games. You would like that because it's like a caution in NASCAR. Hey, this guy's way back. Let's put him right beside the car. <laughs> Let's do it in golf. Hey, it's the 18th hole. This guy's a couple uh, shots back. Yeah. Let's throw it on the green. Yeah, and NASCAR made me sick this week with Ross Chastain winning. He absolutely, you know, chaps my rear end. Is he the watermelon guy? Yes, he is. You don't like him? I hate him. <laughs> okay. Hate's a strong word. No, sports I hate. really dislike him. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's good. All right, so uh, anything else in basketball? I don't you, know. Jamie, was was that the only thing he had? No, we had another question, but have we? are we done with that one? The okay. rules? Yeah, that you was good, good with that? Oh, no, I, I do agree with him on the three-step the three step, uh, you know, walk. Uh, do Enforce you force the rules, period. Do you have any good Ted Valentine stories? He wanted to know. Oh, gosh, I've got a million Ted Valentine stories. Uh, I'm trying to think. First of all, is he a good basketball official? He's a really good basketball okay. official. All right. He's a really good basketball official, and uh, and he is a little bit of a lightning rod. Some of that he brings on himself. Uh, but we got along. We got along because of one exchange. He, he was working a game. He started in the Southern Conference and uh, immediately got elevated to the bigger leagues, but he would still work some Southern Conference games. And he in a, in a particular game uh, – during a timeout i'm on him about something and he start he starts in on me and he says listen i didn't take that off bobby knight last night i'm not taking it off you tonight i said if you work as hard tonight as you did last night i won't be giving you a hard time and he kind of laughed and we've been (laughs) friends ever since that's okay this is the second time you've brought up something like that about guy referees know how big the game is that they're refing when it's on when it's televised big conference but you've said you've worried about or wondered about are you getting a guy who's just kind of getting a check tonight and he's not doing a big game like you worry about players rise to the occasion on big games you think refs maybe do the same Oh, I think they do. Uh, I Maybe think they subconsciously. Do, but I, don't, like, I don't think all officials take a night off just yeah. because they're working a lesser league, though. But uh, but you've thought about it. I can name some that have. Right. So it's a real thing. <laughs> it is a real thing. The good ones, the really good ones won't do that. How about the the showmanship and the TV Teddy nickname? Like, do you think he likes being part of the show? Like, I think what percentage of refs like that, like the ref show, and what? How many try to just blend in and actually? do the job you know what i'm saying most just try to blend in yeah. and, and some uh, get put in that position and you know by you know by the nature of the game and the fact that every single game is televised and there are so many important games and the better refs get the better games you know we used to chart the officials in this sec and we had some really bad records with some really good officials but it was because they were getting the big games they were getting us when we played kentucky or when we played <laughs> right, yeah. you know whoever else was good at that point in time yeah i, I the people you 
use that stuff in gambling where i, I saw it a lot in the nba playoffs uh, scott foster's name always comes up and it's like the warriors are 14 and 2 in the last 16 scott foster games he officiated so now are you still having to drive across the state line to place the bets until next year okay a lot of gas just burning it up you. but uh no well we got that guy that live. we talked about it yesterday we have a guy that lives right on the state line if he puts his arm out of his back window, he's in Virginia and can do it legally. Um, let's see. A JR that worries me. That's where, that's where that uh, Gambler's Anonymous line comes in. JR said, did you ever eat barbecue growing up in the Shenandoah Valley? You know, JR, I know JR, okay. and, and JR knows there is no barbecue in the Shenandoah Valley. And there wasn't, certainly wasn't any when I grew up. Now, I hope there was some when he grew up, and there are a couple little places that have popped up around his hometown uh but uh, but still none near my hometown the first barbecue i ever ate uh growing up was in johnson city tennessee when i was 22 years old 23 years old maybe did it change uh, your life forever oh 100 <laughs> between sweet tea and uh between sweet tea and barbecue i haven't been the same since no, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was raised on that but jr knows there's the there was a week we had two choices for barbecue one was just sloppy joe's we used to call it barbecue and the second one was Castleberries out of a can, which is still available today and and not as bad as it sounds, but still nothing like the real thing. Castleberry can pork and barbecue sauce. Never heard tell of this, but it is available for purchase. You're right. Yeah. See, and, and, and if you've had real barbecue, you won't be happy with it. But if you have it, you don't know the difference. Yeah, it's only uh, $3. It says Carolina recipe right on the can, Coach. It's got to be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, I don't know. What's going on in the sports world we're going to be following this week? Well, we uh, we got a little NASCAR road course for oh, the first right. time in Chicago, which is a gimmick. You don't like and it. I hate it, uh, yeah. but I'll be watching every second of it because it's NASCAR and it's on TV. And uh, so so there'll be a little bit of that uh i did go last week non-sports related i did go to the uh comic comedy show that i told you about uh a guy named trey crowder who uh who gets a little political uh on his instagram but uh he doesn't do it in his uh in his stand-up uh uh but uh was the funniest show i've ever seen in person and i've seen quite a few good shows in person uh the next one i'm going to try to see is a guy named nate bargatze if you haven't seen him popping around the internet he's outstanding I know his uncle, Ron Bargatze, used to be a basketball coach in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. That's good stuff. You had asked, uh, who's the guy in our intro saying he's a cool cat, man? That was Theo Vaughn. You ever heard of him, oh, yeah, comedian? Yeah. yeah. He's and a cool cat, man. He was talking about that cool cat was Tony Collins. So that, well, he who, was right. And he's right. He is a cool cat, right? <laughs> uh, coach Mack, thanks for hanging out. Have a great uh, 4th of July. You got any big plans next week? Uh, food ribs. and fireworks ribs ribs there you go <laughs> see how many you can take down in one sitting uh and we will catch up with you in a couple weeks but enjoyed it as always i look forward to it thanks and uh chandler will be thanking you again for that tie on the way out awesome stuff the game winning tie uh from ecu nc state in 2007 chandler honeycutt the proud new owner of that and I'm checking eBay. He hadn't put it up there yet, Coach, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'm he not, better not. I'm not going to let him sell it. He better not. All right, when we return, we'll wrap up the college baseball season, talk some MLB, some golf as well, with the Mully Man, Mike Mullis. More to go when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Jamie, who uh, hangs out with us every day on YouTube, said, I would say Tuesdays are usually the best lineup of the week, in my opinion. Sweet. I mentioned that to Coach Mack. I should mention that to you to Mike Mullis as well. Because you are a staple uh, here in the hour two hole force remind me to bring up um tyler who said wednesday are pretty strong too the addition of ken wallington has been nice i'll bring that up tomorrow with him okay i'll okay. remind you of that uh you don't have to remind okay. me but but somebody needs to um oh wow shirley where'd shirley go i got a compliment for shirley that i'm going to give her in just a moment from someone on youtube um we'll have that for you in a moment molly how oh, you doing buddy good buddy how are you i'm good kind of that was not very convincing. How are you? I'm kind of I'm I'm a little lost now that there are no college sports for a couple months. I'm gonna miss my college athletics. Yeah, I was even kind of trying to dig deep in my mind. Is there like some obscure? But no. Uh, we went through a couple of Fridays ago and like name because I was saying that I was looking it up. It's not a World Cup year. It's not a Summer Olympics year. Mm-hmm. We're kind of we got a, a bit of a void coming up in the sports. I world. tell you what's interesting. ESPN Plus, from a baseball standpoint, is carrying like the Northeast Collegiate Baseball League, and they're carrying You're all over the stuff. Yeah, well, they're carrying <laughs> some stuff that um, like I I flipped over kind of one of those voids and and nothing to watch and. And I saw an NECBL game, so I flipped it on and watched it. And it you know, so that's a Woodbat Yeah, 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 yeah. I, the only thing I Does was the Cape have any televised. I, well, I looked. So when uh, when Wizard Hunt was was out there, I did. I streamed those games. Uh, but yeah, no, I I didn't. Um, they didn't have anything on Plus, but I I think some of these leagues probably have their own, you know, their own kind of streaming deal couple of news and notes carson wisenhunt will pitch in the futures game that's yeah, awesome that's awesome isn't it you talked to him recently yeah how's he doing he's good well i guess he's doing yeah good. he's good he you know he has been promoted a couple times and have a great year so yeah and uh, happy gavin williams day to those who celebrate he'll be on the mound tonight how about your first and i know it's easy to say this about professional athletes when you're sitting at a table and then not doing anything athletic but your first two major league games are against the A's and the Royals. I mean, you can't draw it up much better than that. Well, I, it, yeah, and I think we talked about it last week with the start against the A's that the A's were the Sam Nairn killer uh, in his big league debut with the uh, with the Rangers. So, look, they're still big leaguers. They're still swinging bats. They still uh, all are in protection of their own jobs and futures and careers. So, uh, you can't write any of those guys off. Sure. Yeah, you you would feel. I don't know. I think maybe the only better team to face would be the Mets. <laughs> because regardless of their payroll because of regardless of their talent they, man they just keep metting it up and they might for five or six innings have a three two lead but they're gonna have two errors in the seventh or eighth yeah and just do something and dudes that don't make errors are making errors the other night did you i guess you saw the phillies meltdown yeah. they so they walked the bases loaded two hit by pitch error, error by the shorts uh, by third Lind- baseman. It, yeah and lindor had an error as well i two, mean two well uh bases loaded hit by pitches it's ridiculous crazy. yeah yeah that that's 
it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. And on that note, and that guy's out there melting down. He's like jumping. He's got his hand, head in his hands. Um, now, Gavin gave up some runs in his first start, Mully. But, and I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be a quick hook here in the third. They let him pitch yeah. out of it. And that that showed them a lot, I'm sure. But that was awesome to see from Gavin. Last no, week. man, he it was a it was a, it was a quality outing. You know, had a little rough patch there, but did like you said, he, you know, he found a way to pitch around that. And uh, you know, he he had the one 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 kind of bad inning. So the but the rest of the outing was very clean and probably a, a, a walk or two more than he would have yep. liked. Talked about uh, that. But otherwise, uh, yeah, really good outing. And um, you know, the, it's one of those deals now. That first one's kind of behind you, and you can go out now and settle into a little rhythm and you know find your way got a golf question for mully we'll get to in a moment got a couple of baseball questions rolling in as well but first off mully uh what do you think about last night lsu winning the college world series i mean I, no surprise there right started as number one team to country wake forest you know they kind of went back and forth ended up as a what the five seed something like that kind of an asterisk by that stat we always bring up about the top team not winning since 99 going into this year lsu was one but i don't think the asterisk deserved because at the end of the year wake forest was one and okay. when the, when the national seeds were picked, it was Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the the history still holds true. Okay, um, I, you know I heard my, uh, Coach Mack on the way in. I, I am I'm a little bit um, you know uh, oversaturation with the SEC as well at this point. But 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 those of us that enjoy college athletics might as well get used to it I know. because that's what it's going to be. I guess I am too. But at the same time, if it's Saturday at three thirty and I've got a day off or something, or ECU plays later, I'm watching CBS or oh no, I guess no. not anymore. But yeah, no, well, and I don't. I think it's one of those things that really I hadn't even really thought about it till i heard coach mac said and i was like you know what yeah I'm, I'm about tired of those guys it's the same thing we go through with the history you know the runs of the yankees the runs of the of the patriots, patriots. The, are the golden state warriors kind of in that same era now where we're like oh man so tired of hearing about this so I, I think that's just the nature of sports i mean i remember as the patriots won their first one everybody was like man the patriots won that's really cool this tom brady guy he came out of nowhere and and then they won the second one and it was like okay this is still pretty cool and then it quickly became diminishing marginal return like okay we've seen this movie before can we get another chapter this you know to to this saga but uh but yeah no i I thought the final three games were uh, sure they were um less compelling or the final two games were less compelling saturday was good yeah saturday was a great game uh the 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 next two games were a little less uh compelling than the prior games unless you know kind of dependent on your on your on your vision on on your you know fandom of that but but i will say the fact that the last game and the the second and third game kind of balanced themselves out and you saw offensive records broken in game two that were then broken in game three yeah and I will tell you, that's what the College World Series used to be at Rosablot when the, it depended on the wind direction. Uh, but where, you know, there were a ton of runs scored, a lot of hits. And uh, so, it, you know, it, we any any baseball fan, whether they were a just a consumer for the week or for 10 days or they're true fans, they got what they wanted at some point uh, in that College World Series. So I, I, but what a great series. We talked to Bailey yesterday, Molly, and, uh, and shout out to Brian Bailey. He has really expanded his uh, sports knowledge. We were talking hockey with him during the playoffs. Yesterday he said, you know, it's a good thing this is not like soccer and you go on an aggregate score. Right. Because, uh, boy, LSU would have to do a lot. And he was obviously joking about that after Sunday night's game. Um, 
It was close. I saw uh, Reddit College Football said Florida wins on aggregate 31 to 26. So they almost made up all those runs. Yeah, but, then, the it, but then if it was also soccer, there would be some bouncer for hits too. So they would be add the hits, subtract that from the aggregate score and multiply by two and then play extra time. I, you know, I... Um, I did. I think if they if that game if they were playing again tonight, I, I I like it. I don't think a team comes out after scoring like both teams did in their in their opportunity. You know, in their games that they scored big. I said yesterday, like I, Florida's not going to score more than five tonight. It's just one of those things. Now, quick two run home run, and I'm like, all right, well maybe I'm wrong. But it, I mean, it's I I can tell you times. Countless times I've been in the dugout going, boys, we need to save some for tomorrow. We got, yeah. you know, we got to go tomorrow. And you beat the, you know, beat the brakes off somebody uh, on Friday night and turn around and play the same team on Saturday and squeak by. So it's it's one of those things that's kind of interesting. Uh, More so in baseball than any other any sport. other sport. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I go. I remember listening to Harry Carey as a kid, and I thought it was a real thing. He'd, save some for tomorrow. Cubs yep. are up like seventeen to two, and I'm like, wait, is that is that real? Like, can you do that or? But he's saying when you watch a million games, you know how this thing goes, it, uh, and it's 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 it holds. I mean, I would love, and I'm sure there's a a stat out there somewhere in the baseball almanac or something showing like after a team scores double digits. I don't know what the what the number is. I don't feel like ten is the number. Maybe like 12, 13 runs. What what they score the next day? Right. I, I would be very curious to know that. But you know, the other I had this question earlier today, just from somebody in town, and was like, "Hey, was it a little bit bush league? How you know they taking extra bases and scoring?" And, and there's a certain point where you're like, "Hey, what's more bush league? Me, you know, okay, I get station station. Maybe we're not going to advance on a pass ball at the high school level. When you get to the collegiate level, it's a different deal. You got to play the game for what for the way the game is intended to be played." Uh, you know, the only downside of that is you, you've got the kid uh, from LSU, I'm drawing a blank on his name, that, that kind of athletically jumps over the catcher and, and comes down the plate. And, I, and they never said what the injury was, but I, I feel like it was probably an ACL was my guess. But uh, you hate to see that in, in that type of, of deal. But um, nonetheless, I mean, you got offenses you, you like these teams, too. you got to keep playing. Like, uh, you can't take a the play or two or an inning off well it's not you know you do see the concession sometimes a white flag raised where they may bring in a uh, the, the team on defense that say we're, we're done with this we're not gonna burn bullpen arms and they bring in you know the, the right fielder but that happens in march more than that's the college world series that, that's right? correct and it's one of those deals where um uh, yeah I, and, and even then when those guys come in you may see a guy turn around switch left-handed or whatever they're still getting their hacks in and and, and obviously a little different deal in pro ball Molly, do you remember the interference call last night? I do. There's a question. Uh, he said, I'm still not clear on that interference call against Florida. He was in the baseline, did not put his arms up to interfere with the throw. What happened there? The justification would be that he came to the inside, not the runner's box. The runner's box is on the outside of the line, right? So what's kind of foolish about the runner's box being on the outside of the line is that the base is on the inside of the line, right? Correct. So yeah. you, you, you're kind of – so I, I thought he uh, corrected his route well enough – kind of as he got into the dirt that he was going down the line into first base umpires didn't think so i think it probably could have been argued both ways i will say at the beginning he's out of the runner's box he's or there is no runner's box on the inside he's in the grass not in the dirt so i i see where the i see where the the argument could be made both ways but that's 
that would be the answer to the question should we put a uh a second bag over there like they do in what softball, softball. I, I think a safety bag at this at this stage of the game we've made enough changes now if we're going to make something that's truly about player safety let's put a bag in foul play they made the base bigger but it, did, it didn't or that's in major league but it doesn't affect you're still gonna have guys running inside right because it doesn't go over the chalk yeah so i mean do you see enough guys get spiked or, or ankles turned or whatever down there trying to avoid a foot you know a foot collision with the first baseman or vice versa and i so i, I man i don't think there'd be anything wrong i don't necessarily think it should be an orange safety bag but to have the safety bag there that is on the same side as the runner's box coming out of uh coming off the, you know out of the plate you're gonna have those guys with those giant oven mitts running down the first and trying to slide into the bag on the foul side yeah no and you know what yeah the oven mitt thing too i, I uh yeah i don't get it it's unfair well it is it, it's um but, i don't know how it's legal i, I just I, like how long can you make those things oh no I, that's a great question that's a great question like a phone I, finger I, I don't right know there. if there's some uh you know some uh, it, it, maybe there's a governing rule like it can only extend a quarter inch past your finger i don't know who measures that maybe that's what we'll have next we'll have the pitcher coming off getting his hands checked and then the base runner they'll take a tape, tape measure out measure from the tip of the center finger uh, middle finger to the end of the sliding mid I, I don't you know who knows where we go next with these rules mike mullis joining us pirate radio studios uh had our old friend wager mcgee we got to get him on soon Gave me a great stat uh, for Gavin Williams. We were talking about him a moment ago. The Royals are an MLB worst 0-9 coming off a rest this year. And they take on the Guardians and Gavin Williams tonight. So, just an interesting stat. And you know what? My, you know immediately where my mind goes on that. They're due? They're due to win. <laughs> you know, so, you can take that stat to yeah, win. Yeah, that's right. I, you know, it's it's they're due to win. And, and that's... You know, I, but do is not a real thing. Sure, it is. But just based off a of law of large numbers, right? There's there is a maybe do's not the exact right word, but the, the you know the, the the percentages are that they're going to win at some point. Molly, you think the Braves hit a home run tonight against the Twins? Absolutely. Uh, they have hit at least one home run in 15 consecutive games, according to Jr. And see, I they're like do for not hitting home run. I like the fact that they will hit one. <laughs> I just can't figure out your brain. Well, you don't have to. I don't think the top scientists in the world could figure out your uh, brain. They well. don't have to. Anyway. Will you donate your brain to science? Or to me? Negative. <laughs> what would you do with it? I'd put it here. I'd be like, Molly, what's... Uh, and it would give me your knowledge. It'd be like a lucky eight ball. <laughs> I'd shake it up. Uh, let's see. Got a golf question. Want to go... Um, I guess we'll go there. and We'll circle back. Um josh wants to know when mully comes on ask him who he likes this weekend in the rocket mortgage classic oh god who's even (laughs) who's even playing in the rocket Mortgage classic last week was coming off the u.s open but it was one of those designated events so you had a giant field in there i can't imagine we'll see that three weeks in a row but i don't know no i I, yeah i have no idea who's on it you know and who would have thought keegan bradley would have won you know almost not going away he came back to the field but uh won by what two or three shots last week um and, and these still the de- these designated events i get the effort mm-hmm. i get w- what it's supposed to be but if you've got the best players in the world playing in that event in other words if, if the live guys are playing that event does keegan bradley even have a chance to win that thing and it's you know you're seeing these guys win tournaments and we've talked about it before i'm a tony Finau guy ever since he rolled his ankle at the masters and that that whole deal and then finished second 
Um, you know, he's won more than he won before the Live Tour was even, uh, you know, dreamt of. And now uh, we're seeing Keegan Bradley with a resurgence, Ricky Fowler with a resurgence. Now Ricky's was at the U.S. Open against the best field, so a little different deal there. But it's it's just interesting to me. All right, um, go, go ahead. I was just going to say, guess who is the favorite this weekend? in the Rocket Mortgage class. Tony Finau. Tony Finau at plus 1,200. I like that. Put it on it, Josh. You love a, a big plus sign, so go for it, Josh. Uh, what Will you be watching on Thursday Travis Kelsey play golf? Uh, what, no. This not. is the match. Uh, it'll be Kelsey and Mahomes against the Splash Brothers, Curry and Thompson. Maybe a nickname you don't want on the golf course around water. Splash Brothers, no. Uh, but that will be the matchup. So this so, is... Uh, how can we watch that? Who, who's who's offering this uh, on TV? Is it TNT? I'll have to... Uh, Boy, to... are they desperate for programming. You're not a, uh, not a fan of these? No, I mean, I, I think it's maybe a little more interesting when you have a pro and an am, but when you've got four... Right, you want a um, you want a pro, well, what you just said. You want a golfer with these athletes, right, pro right. athletes. Yeah, uh, we'll be on TNT. Well, simulcast on True TV. Mom. Oh man, unbelievable! What time? Just so the fans know, it said six thirty there. That's a weird time to start. So maybe six thirty, seven o'clock. So maybe it's, it's in Las Vegas. Co- yeah. So they'll yeah 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 probably Silver Creek or whatever it's called Wolf Creek. Not yeah. into it not not really a fan of this i've seen i saw like back in the day do you remember molly well, you're not that much older than me but they used to have like horse competitions with nba players yeah um of course you got your home run derby in baseball like i, I don't know we need something in the summer can you think of any what can we do can we you put know, one set of athletes on another field to entertain us you remember they used to do and this might be before your time because I, I vaguely remember this but they would do bring athletes in and do like uh, it could be a you could have a basketball player, football player, whatever. Uh, it could have a track and field star, whatever. And they would make like four person teams, and they would do multiple events, almost like a an Olympic style. They would do an obstacle course, and then Mike know, Conley's dad, uh, who's also Mike Conley, hmm. um, was a track and field guy. But I've seen like old videos of him and doing what you said. He won like the dunk contest. He won the track and field yeah. part, and they, it was just the best athletes in the world kind of getting together i think what we're showing is how spoiled we are as a society that we just have to have something to entertain us that we find a value there's there's i mean there's plenty to watch it's just you got to watch the new england collegiate baseball league or you got it it, look i you know i got into uh the the kbl and now you can't find the kbl broadcast oh yeah and kbo right kbo yeah kbo korean baseball organization okay sounds right um but I, you know, I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed watching the style of baseball, and I really thought that that we would get. I mean, we're getting little glimpses from uh, from the far east of Trevor Bauer shenanigans. That's the uh, that's the only thing you see now is when he pitches. They started off terribly. Is he in the KBO? He's in uh, one of the Japanese uh, leagues, but he gets sent down. They got to the their... scores from uh, today, Molly. Oh, okay, cool. Right. So they are playing. Yeah, they're playing. Speaking of which, Jamie said the London series was poorly advertised. What do you think? I, I agree. I stumbled across it. Yeah. I, I, I had seen something about it, but I forgot the the timing. I also think it was a pretty futile effort with uh, Jeter, uh, you know, kind of his, I uh, say, unveiling. But, you know, Jeter and then, uh, you know, what Big Poppy gives him the – the the Red Sox jersey and it and then you got A Rod. It would just seemed all fairly hokey to me. Yeah. 
boy the nba draft was hokey to me last I, week too i'm sure you didn't watch us well that was it. no but which had a ball game that night too that was you know games that was uh the thursday game. oh yeah that wake. Was wake yeah so uh no a buddy and i uh we we did we did consume both both events but he was just going okay such and such was drafted you know number one and such but we were watching the baseball game you didn't see uh marty smith in san antonio with his jorts i'm not sure what the purpose no, was but it was that. uh there's a lot going on there. You know what I heard you talking about this, like where the f- top seven guys came from. Uh, kind of an interesting. Oh, deal, this would but... be good with for you, Molly, because you would know those guys from back then, where they went to school and everything. And now, yeah, you don't know any of these guys, right? No, and my my son, uh, Matt particularly, likes that overtime elite. So it's oh, there you go. So we have watched some of that. If I was that age, I would know these guys. They are all driven by social media, you know. They so they 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 kind of. Where's he uh, watch this though? Or it, is he it was on Am- Amazon Prime. Really had games. I think it was Amazon. It was some one of the streaming yeah. providers. But we we've watched uh, we've watched some of those games, and it, I mean, it, you know, it's okay. It's it's the it's the old deal. Hey, this kid's gonna leave whatever situation he's in they they could be a sophomore in high school they go there they're financially compensated based on their upside and uh they get live like pros and play like pros so uh you know it, it's certainly a different approach but i mean i look i if there's ever been a time in our history that high school athletics are um in jeopardy it's right now i mean it, there's just there's so much money there's uh, there's just too many there's too many variables on each side well it's not it's not like like conley and rose is different than what you're talking about right well i i don't know is it so we had a kid from washington north carolina in bam out that leaves washington north carolina to go what out to the western part of the state to play right and, and so my point is is, is that that's going to be as you have better players so it's two things they're going to meet each other you have these programs right now that are fairly elite if we're talking about the one like bam went to right now as more of those teams come about they're going to become less and less elite which means they're going to go after the less and less elite player but still uh, good really point. good players because there's money to be made i mean right now the in baseball the pro five academy which is a kind of a they've got a, a facility or a team organization in carry they've got one up in virginia they're kind of oversaturated well they're kind of on the model of img and the problem is img was intended for the elite right now it's whatever you can afford to pay for is what establishes your status as a player yeah and i i I talked to these guys on the show with the canes and the dirt bags and i know you have relationships with them too but a lot of these things and they are they're pretty elite right with what they do Oh no! That, did in I that expl- world? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but uh, there are a lot of folks out there that that might be taking advantage of people in those situations. You know sure, what I'm saying? and look, and they, they they have their national teams, their elite teams, and 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 you've got regional elite with the dirt bags, and you've got national elite with the canes. Mm-hmm. And and I, I can sum that up very simply. When you look at the rosters, and I welcome anybody to go online and look at their rosters. It's amazing. Um, the the dirt bags team has some really good schools represented east carolina having three guys maybe you know maybe a wilmington maybe, i mean some really good programs but then you go look at the canes national roster and it's lsu vanderbilt it's heavily sec again and so when you start looking at those two you're like okay there is even though both teams have really quality players that all have a chance to play at the division one level at a high division one level and a chance to play in omaha one day one roster is still clearly more talented than the other. Yeah. 
you know, but as it trickles down, and then you've got then you've got guys that, then you've got guys that are trying to or guys girls it depends on the sport that are just trying to play for a higher level of competition that want to get better and they want the exposure and opportunity for down the road. It, it, look, clip here's our 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 problem with youth athletics. Okay, and I'm gonna piss somebody off, but it is what it is. So many people are worried about where they're gonna play next year. You know what I mean? It, 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 so many people are uh, – you could be playing Little League right now talking about where you're going to play travel ball. You're playing travel ball talking about, you know, where you're going to uh, – am I going to be recruited? Am I going to get – do I go D1? Do I go – we've lost the fact that play for where you're at, right? And I've heard other coaches say this, and it's one of my favorite cliches. Keep your head where your feet are and, you know, play the game that's in front of you instead of worrying about where you're going to be next year. And, and that's just where – it's it's all about that 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 pipeline and that chance for uh, self improvement that we lose sight of the fact that these are team sports. Man, uh, well said, and that has trickled its way up to college athletics. You've probably got a lot of guys who are saying, "I'm going to put on a, a good film this year at this school, and, and man, happens. I'm going to hit it big next year." I Market gotta... myself. Yeah. Look, when you got kids leaving, as it relates to baseball, Wake Forest lost two players this week that were. One had 10 home runs, one had 13 home runs. These guys were in the lineup, okay? Tennessee was going to lose their number one starter to LSU, offered them like 100 grand. Well, Tennessee had a booster step up and match it. That's public knowledge. Like, that's out on social media. Then then you just had the sophomore. That was the closer, 23 for Tennessee. I can't remember his name. But then you had another kid from Tennessee, a sophomore pitcher, who went in the portal today and had a handful of wins last year. It just... It doesn't make any sense. Everybody's looking down the road instead of looking in the mirror. This is not even a, a revenue sport, by the way. This is well, baseball. Well, it's, it's, it's revenue if you're that kid leaving and getting 100 grand. But as it relates to the revenue generated by the program for the athletic department, you're 100% correct. I mean, I'm just saying, and so what's going on in football and basketball? Right. If, if, so it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's all the, the thing. You'll hear kids now. And again, I've got a 14 and 15 year old. I hear them all the say all the time say a kid's transferring because it, the, the terminology is the the transfer portal, and we've heard the transfer tor- uh, ter- uh, term before, mm. but now it is it is all but called they're going into the portal to go from high school. We've seen it here. We've seen you know the kid leaves Martin County to come over here and play for Coach Blandett Rose for whatever his reasoning were. I, I don't I don't know, but it happened. It happens amongst the county. Uh, it happens from our county to another place. I mean, it just it's it it's cool to transfer right now. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of where the world's at. Good stuff, Molly. Uh, we don't really plan on going this deep, and you, but no. but that's where we got. That's you know what? what I, I I would say that I would love to have that very same conversation with the man who was on before me, sitting in that chair or this chair, me and that one, because I I think it almost brings a uh, a. I don't want to say a general, but a generational. We've coached and recruited in different generations to see where it is now, mm-hmm. you know, and in different sports. And and obviously, the money that moves around in basketball at the highest level is exponentially more than will ever move around in baseball. But the end game is all the same, mm-hmm. and it's 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 crazy to see. Molly, uh, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, but have a happy Fourth of July. Did yeah. I ask you your food? What, uh, what food could you consume at a major league eating level? None. If, come on. None. Give me a what's negative. Your, what's your favorite food? No, I don't want to, my favorite food. Uh, I'm a big pizza. Can you play guy. ball? Can you I'm, just play ball with me? Let's uh, play a little pepper with me. Okay, I can eat a I can eat a hundred slices of pizza. Thank you. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Jesus Lord. Nah, I don't, man. I'm not a, that glutton. Now, 
Mick Ultras may be at a <laughs> okay now we're talking okay. it could be a liquid uh let's take a break we'll uh come back we'll talk to you in a couple weeks okay off next week let you uh, spend your fourth with the family how about that oh you're so kind uh more to go pirate radio live on a tuesday got rich phillips from smu play-by-play voice we'll uh, talk some mustangs football when we return on pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media, You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. You can join the over 64,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Two great wordsmiths uh, joining us so far on the show with Mac McCarthy and Molly, part of our Tuesday lineup. We capped that off with Bryce Williams in Hour 3, former ECU tight end. He'll join us also uh, we'll recap the ladies' clinic uh, with Jenny Shelton and Shirley Rhodes coming up in hour three as well. We got a giveaway and more planned. But right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line and continue our ECU football opponent previews. And we will talk SMU football today with Rich Phillips, play by play voice of the Mustangs. He joins us here on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Rich, how you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing great. And uh, looking forward to ECU and SMU. And I say that because uh, these teams always put up some fireworks when they get together. And I was looking at some past meetings between the two, Rich. And you got to go back uh, a few years now to the last time these two teams met. But ECU and SMU uh, in the last five meetings have combined for 90 points in 2020, 110 in 2019, 86 and 16, 72 and 15, 69 and 14. So, Rich, um, hopefully uh, more fireworks this year when these two teams get together. Yeah, I guess we'll talk offense. Obviously not a lot of defense stuff <laughs> in this series. No doubt. And, uh, boy, the last uh, the last one, ECU uh, had a huge lead at halftime. SMU scored a lot in the second half. But, again, that has been three years ago. And, boy, ch- things can change quickly in college football. We all know about that. SMU coming off a 7-6 and six season, Rich, and uh, went to a bowl game, lost to BYU. But how would you kind of summarize the 2022 SMU football season? Um, it had uh, some ups and downs, you know, that bowl game they did lose to BYU because they decided they were going to either win or lose it. They scored a touchdown with seconds to play and went for two rather than one to tie. So at that point, uh, head coach Wright Lassie decided we're going to finish this regulation one way or the other. But uh, I'd say for his first year running the program, uh, it was good. They had some things to fight through, including starting quarterback being hurt a couple of different times and actually had two different backup quarterbacks that helped them in victories last season and those are the two guys that are leading the way a quarterback coming back this season 
Red Lashley, a guy that has been around uh, coaching at different spots on the offensive side of the ball uh, previously to SMU at Miami, but also uh, had spent time previously at SMU as well. So how about uh, a young head coach there in Red Lashley? He's talk about getting his feet wet. Uh, how do the folks there in Dallas feel about him? Oh, everybody was thrilled when uh, he was named as the replacement after a very, uh, well, frankly, tumultuous end to the Sonny Dykes time here. Uh, as great as Sonny was in his four years, it ended badly with all the rumors flying around, and then he eventually went over to uh, the Crosstown Rivals at TCU. But Rhett was already, as you mentioned, a known quantity. He was the offensive coordinator at SMU in 18 and 19 before taking that job at Miami, and he was immediately welcomed back. He, his wife, their whole family just quickly ingrained in the, uh, the uh, philosophy and within the community over at SMU, and then, you know, he's – a big offensive guy and put up huge offensive numbers for his team last season and uh, the play caller, the designer of everything. And uh, I really think he did a great job last year. You mentioned Sonny Dykes, TCU, uh, SMU and TCU faced off last year. They will do it again this year. And uh, looking at the schedules, Rich, uh, East Carolina will open up at Michigan. They've also got some uh, non-conference games with Marshall and Ab State. Pretty good non-conference schedule, but SMU says I'll raise you on that. Uh, at Oklahoma, at TCU, at and then the opener versus Louisiana Tech at home should be a good one as well. It's a tough non-conference schedule for you guys. It definitely is. As you mentioned, those two road games, uh, obviously huge, taking the step up to those Power 5 schools uh, that are in the Big 12 right now. Uh, La Tech, no layup in that home game either. So, yeah, the first month of the season, uh, pretty uh, pretty tall task right now for SMU. Rich, what do you think about the new look American? And, and as I look at your schedule, SMU will open up uh, their conference slate with Charlotte. So uh, you do avoid two trips to North Carolina. You will be here in Greenville, but Charlotte will go to you. I see also uh, some dates with some new Texas schools, Rice and North Texas in that league. So uh, obviously not as attractive with Cincinnati and, and UCF and uh, others leaving town. But uh, what do you think about this new American? Well, I know, uh, for one thing, I know a lot of the teams because we used to see them when we were all in Conference USA together, too, with uh, Rice coming in, uh, yeah. a few others, UAB, who's coming into the league as well. Uh, and I know SMU kind of got a fortunate draw when it came to the schedule this year. They don't have to play UTSA, and they don't have to play uh, Tulane, the winners of the mm. conferences last year. So really kind of a fortunate draw for SMU this season. Definitely a different look. As you said, the conference opener for the Mustangs, a school that uh, we've never played against, Charlotte, uh, on September 30th before we start seeing some familiar foes. So uh, some changes. Uh, North Texas, though, also in there as a conference opponent, and SMU's been playing them every year for about the last decade. So kind of a school they're very familiar with. Rich Phillips joining us, talking some SMU football. And, and Rich, as I've looked at the odds, and you know we'll have media days coming up soon, and uh, media will pick the polls and all that. But looks like four teams kind of at the top right now with SMU, Memphis, UTSA, Tulane, East Carolina kind of in there in, in the middle with a group of schools. But I, I don't know. How do you look at it? How do the folks around there look at it as far as SMU's chances to be at the, the top of the conference this year? Yeah, I think that's a pretty good uh, assumption there of who the top teams are, those top four that you named up there. And SMU, I think, has a good shot, but a lot of it is all based off one thing. Their redshirt freshman quarterback, uh, Preston Stone, actually he's a sophomore now, I should say. He redshirted two years ago and then played sparingly last year. But Preston Stone does have limited snaps and the keys to the offense have been handed over to him. He's the highest rated recruit that SMU has ever had since the ranking services came around. 
and a guy from right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, too, who stayed home to come to SMU. And he was recruited so far back in high school that Rhett Lashley was the offensive coordinator that recruited him before he went to Miami. And now he gets the chance to finally uh, be his head coach. Uh, if he's as good as everybody expects that he's going to be, I think SMU's got a really good chance in this conference. Rich, uh, I'd like to ask all the guys, that again, we've talked to – uh, Steve Cotton over at Marshall, Adam Witten, App State, um, and about how the transfer portal has affected them positively and negatively. We see it here at ECU. How about SMU? You know, since it's been around for a few years, do you think it's been a net positive, net negative, kind of even out? Uh, what, what do you think about it? Huge positive for SMU. And, and frankly, Sonny Dykes kind of had it figured out when he was first here before most people had, when it was a brand new thing. I mean, his second year – the team was turned over, basically. The roster was turned over with transfers, and Rhett Lashley has not uh, changed it a bit. I just counted before we got on the air here together because I wasn't sure. I think it's 27 Division One transfers SMU has brought in this year. I mean, wow. That's an insane number, if you ask me. I mean, it's almost a third of your roster that they have turned over, and many of them are guys that uh, are expected to be contributors right away because they were contributors where they came from. A good handful of them, four or five of them, played for Rhett or with Rhett when he was at Miami, both on the offensive and defensive side. Some guys had transferred here from Miami. It's been nothing but a great thing for SMU. You know, the last few years, it's been the quarterback position. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, the last two yeah. years, was an OU transfer that came here. Prior to him was Shane Bouchelle, who was a Texas transfer who came here and had two fantastic years. So uh, SMU's kind of uh, been transfer you over the last four or five years, and it's worked out really well. Yeah, becoming part of the norm, and uh, maybe it does add a little more research than you have to do while you're uh, hanging out during the summer, right, Rich? Uh, some new names to get to know. A- absolutely. The whole backfield, uh, <laughs> the wide receiving core, I think uh, half the offensive line probably is going to be transfers and also most of the defensive line and almost all of the secondary, I think, that will probably start will all be transfers this year for SMU. Wow. So uh, when you think SMU, you do think offense and a whole lot of points. And is that uh, kind of the strength uh, going into this year, Rich? If you had to say, what is the strength of this SMU team right now as we sit here in late June? Again, like I said earlier, assuming the quarterback who yeah. played a ton, Preston Stone is what we think he is. Yes, I believe the offense will still be the strength of this team. It'll be a little bit different, though, that you can't sit here and look at the wide receiving core and say, well, there's the next guy that's going to be an NFL player because I don't know for sure if we know that yet. Um, uh, Rasheed Rice, of course, led the nation in receiving a year ago. was a second-round pick from the Chiefs this offseason. Uh, we've had many other guys, James Prochet, Cortland Sutton, a number of other guys that yeah. have NFL picks off of this team of receiver. Kind of resetting in that position. Jordan Curley, the top returner, who's a senior this year and set to have a breakout. But then, like I mentioned, there's Miami transfers uh, at the receiver. Romello Brinson, I know, uh, certainly will figure into this. Keyshawn Smith, also another Miami transfer who should be big parts of it. And then Jake Bailey, a guy who was coming on early at last season before he had a seasoning-ending injury, should be a good mix there. And then in the running back position, a lot of new faces there as well, including Jalen Knighton. By the way, he's a Miami transfer. I don't know if I have a bunch of those. And then LJ Johnson, a transfer from Texas A&M, should be the primary running backs for this team this year. There is a ton 
of talent at the skill positions for their offense. Let me just throw out one more name, uh, Rich, as a Washington now Commanders fan. Uh, give a shout out to Aldrick Robinson, who I was a uh, fan of for his uh, few years. Yeah, God, it's been about ten years now since he was, was with Washington, but uh, got another good receiver that came from there. Uh, one of the fastest we have ever had here. He tied the uh, school record for longest reception, ninety-six yards. By the way, it was against Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> rich phillips joining us so rich um uh, let's talk a little defense here before we let you go um and 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 I, looking at east carolina right now they're replacing about 97 percent of their offensive production so we'll see what mike houston likes to do he likes to run the football and play defense it's hard to do in 2023 but maybe that's how east carolina will try to win games this year how about smu do you kind of just say all right let's hold a team to to 28 and win it 31 to 28 you know What's the, the defensive look there for the uh, Ponies this year? That's kind of been the thought in years past. I believe that Scott Simons, the defensive coordinator, has much higher sights set for it this year. Uh, by the way, he was a Liberty, the Liberty defensive coordinator before he was hired here at SMU, and he's brought in multiple transfers from Liberty, who's wow. been very good, especially on the defensive side. Uh, Chris Megason is a transfer from Liberty who should be starting. Uh, in the secondary, I think this year at corner, and uh, they've got a linebacker they brought in from Liberty as well, Amon Walker, who should be in the mix. Defensive line, though, I think is where they're really going to make their mark. They've got several good returners. Nelson Paul led this team uh, in sacks at defensive end last year. They had a couple of freshmen last year in Jalen Samuels and Jaden Jones, with tremendous size and speed on the edge, and they've got another year under their belts, and then. Uh, just a ton of transfers that have come in to be part of that defensive line mix. That's probably going to be the strength of this defense is up front. Rich Phillips joining us, play-by-play voice of the SMU Mustangs. The Pirates and Mustangs will go at it uh, coming up this season, I believe, yeah, on a Thursday night. It'll be October the 12th on ESPN. So as I mentioned when we first started, uh, expect some fireworks. I don't think gambling will be legal uh, in North Carolina by that time, Rich. I think that's going to happen next year. But if you are in a gambling state, Maybe take the over. It could be a lot of points, as there always is. Could be. Have y'all figured out another year of eligibility for Holton Aylers yet? We're trying to figure it out, uh, Rich. Looks <laughs> like we're finally going to have uh, another quarterback. And, yeah, he's uh, – look, they hadn't played in so long, and he's been a part of two of those – the last two meetings, 19 and 20, I believe, right? So Yeah, yeah he's been around a long time there. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, so many guys have, too, with COVID. Yeah. The extra years here and everything uh, – I've lost track of what grade everybody is in anymore. Well, Rich, uh, hopefully you can get some good barbecue when you come here to Greenville. We'll uh, try to catch up with you the week of the game, talk more SMU football with you. But have a great rest of your summer, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road, Rich. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Rich Phillips, play-by-play voice of the SMU Mustangs, joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Ponies and Pirates go at it. Thursday night football, ESPN this season. And we're talking about some of those past meetings in the game where the teams combined – for 110 points 59 to 51 back in 2019 chandler's on the phone i'll ask you guys how many catches did tyler sneed have in that game 59 to 51 smu beat uh east carolina holt nailers had 498 passing yards 32 completions how many of those 32 completions went to tyler sneed 14 all right, what do you got, Connor? Throw out a number. Twelve. Twelve. You guys are way low. Nineteen catches, two hundred and forty yards, Whew. three touchdowns for Tyler Sneed. Mercy. That is, that is insane. That's not even video game. That's like. 
playing a little kid in Madden and just spamming the same play over and over again. That's like backyard football where you have a just a huge size or speed yeah. mismatch. You're just picking on one guy yeah, on the defense. Sni- yeah, like you you sniff the uh, the the weak fish in the water and you just go after them. Holt Naylor's in the loss. 32 of 42, 498, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Jeez. Bad part is they lost that game, but it was a wild one uh, in Dallas that day. Pirates came back the next year and what was the score at halftime of that game? They were blowing them out. Let's see. 2020. ECU won at 52 to 38. Pirates were up 45 to 7 at halftime before SMU made a rally in the second half, but it was pretty much over. East Carolina winning that one. So uh, expect more fireworks when these teams get together coming up this season. Let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number two, big hour three on tab. That includes Bryce Williams, a ladies' clinic recap, a great giveaway, and more. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. All you got to do is uh, go to YouTube, search for Pirate Radio TV, and you can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. And, of course, the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, click on that subscribe button, and while you're at it, click on that like button, too. While you're uh, now, let's head back into to uh, PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock, Chan Man in studio. Intern Connor running video the entire three hours today. He's uh, about got two down. You hanging in there, Connor? Doing all right? All right. Good to, good to know. Shirley Rhodes is back. Shirley, I uh, had a compliment from you earlier in the show that I wanted to read. Oh, okay. From your arch nemesis, no way. Austin. Oh, great. What did Austin have to say? This is not backhanded. This is not. So he said, man, it's good to have Shirley back with those smooth ad reads. Oh, okay, that's well, a shot you. at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, every compliment is a shot to somebody else here at Pirate Radio. Yeah, that's a shot at me. I'm not the best at ad reads. What are you the best? I never. Well, it's, here's the problem with ad reads. I have trouble reading. Right. <laughs> so, which yeah. goes back to a moment we had during a watch party, where Chandler said he had a communications degree at East Carolina. Yes. And I. Chandler, what percentage of the things that come out of my mouth are jokes? Like oh, eighty percent at least. But so I said, Chandler, don't say that. Don't no, don't mention that. Don't don't say you got a degree from ECU in communications. It was more like I wouldn't say that, or you were like I wouldn't say that, or I wouldn't tell people that. I wouldn't tell people. I wouldn't that. tell people that, yeah. Chandler. Now and you took that to mean I was demeaning off the bat. And I realized after the fact, maybe a day or two after, 
what you meant because I have trouble speaking and <laughs> and actually communicating. Communicating. And yes. Yeah. A big part of I thought you meant like I should be ashamed for having a communications degree from East Carolina University, which is one of the most prideful things that I take in. This is the kind of person Chandler is. You were upset that I was you thought I was trashing East Carolina almost. He took it personal. And you well, he kind of did that. Like, and you were like, "No, I'm not going to stand for you talking about my school like that." And but my then, degree. when you found out I was just making fun of you mm-hmm. individually, you were like, "Oh, that's okay. That's fine." <laughs> so you—that's how yeah. humble of a guy you like, are. Oh, you're making fun of me? Oh, well, carry on. <laughs> no problem. Well, carry on. Go ahead. But I'll be damned if you're going to sit here and talk about my degree and my school. Oh. You're talking about my communications degree from the East Carolina University? <laughs> Keep my degree out your mouth. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? That's just another... We, we Sometimes we have trouble communicating. I guess I'm numb to the fact that people make fun of me here. And it's just like, it's part of the show now. But it's all out of love, buddy. Yeah. I wouldn't do it if I didn't like you. You know that, right? No, that that's what makes me feel good. I mean... <laughs> If you, if you go if you go two days without making fun of me, then I'm worried. You're like, uh-oh. I'm literally like, uh, I need to like make sure everything's okay with me and Clip's relationship because he hasn't poked fun at me or made me look like an idiot in two days. And I am a sick person. You are sick. Because my favorite thing is when you completely lash out at me and you get legit mad. And you're like, come on, and come you on, start, bring it. You start cussing, your voice is raised. Well, damn! yeah when you do that i'm like all right game over that's what i wanted to get to i got that now chandler we can move on buddy uh good stuff um well i don't want to do it all the time because it was old no and i love i do love when i get to those points uh but guess what we do what we squash the beef we are some squashers man we are beef squashers do not do not have any beef around me and clip because we will squash it Mm -hmm. we are some of the best beef squashers in the land in fact if you're having beef with someone call us up we could help squash that beef we're like therapists for people that have beef and that way yeah if you're in a relationship not going great got issues got beef let us know we'll come by completely squash that beef We'll have y'all hugging in a matter of seconds. Where's Squash the beef? that beef with Clip and Chandler. Squash that beef. Who's got beef? Connor, you got beef with? No one. You seem, you seem like the kind of guy that gets along with everybody. Pretty easygoing fellow. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> when I can. Surely, you seem like an easygoing person. <laughs> <laughs> you hesitated on that. Surely, you seem like the kind of person that doesn't get upset about anything. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, look at her. Right? Look at her. Just take a little gander. Surely, you got beef with. Uh, Did anybody I, open their door in the drive-thru recently? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, what's, you know what's funny about that is ever since I brought that up, I will randomly get text messages from Pirate Radio listeners <laughs> who either have my number or they are friends with me on Facebook and will actually take a picture of someone in front of them in a drive-thru with their door open and send it to me and say, you are not the only one that suffers from this. It's an epidemic. It really is. So just to clarify the reference, we used to have this segment here on Pirate Radio last year called the Anger Management Rage Room, which I miss a lot. We would bring up our pet peeves every week and things that make us very angry. 
and Shirley's was one of hers was people opening their door instead of rolling down their window in drive throughs Well, one of mine was people cutting the grass in their yard and getting the grass in the road, or as you're going by, they're 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 cutting the grass and it's just blowing into the road. Um, I was saddened to see this a couple of weeks ago. I was I was at back home at my mom and dad's house. My dad had just gotten done cutting the grass, and I was leaving our driveway. And what did I see in the road? Grass. Hmm. My father, my oh, own father, your own blood, my own blood, put grass in the road while cutting grass. I was so disappointed, so disappointed. I was like. That's not the Clark Honeycutt I know. <laughs> That's not him. Did you give him a good talking to? Oh, I, I said, hey. I texted him. I said, when I get back to the house, we're going to have a talk. <laughs> I like it. All right. We got to take a break. We got a lot going on in the chat. Uh, Jamie had a fat joke. We already know. We already. We knew already not to have any beef around you guys. I think that's a fat joke. Yeah. I hope it is. I would take that. That's pretty good. Eric with a dumb joke. Hey, Jamie's making fun of me. That means he likes me. I love squashing beef. I make a mean smash burger. Uh, you know, I didn't know what a smash burger was until I was in Toronto and I actually had one. I mean, isn't it just you like put you cheese and stuff in there? Yeah, and then it's like flat and it's like real, real thin. Put it on thin. a flat top and you just smash so, it down. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I, I had one when I was in Toronto, and it was actually very, very good. I'd never tried one before. Eric said grass on the road, extremely dangerous for people on motorcycles. Yes, mm-hmm. makes the road very slick. I remember somebody mentioning that when I brought it up in the anger management rage room that day. I knew it'd be, I didn't know it until I I put grass on the road, and a motorcycle went by and flipped you and gave me the finger. Yeah, flipped you off. Like, huh, what's that for? <laughs> Uh, but I, I used context clues and figured out it was a grass. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Bryce Williams will join us. We'll do a uh, ladies' clinic recap and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Oh, welcome back. Are you ready and pre-approved if the home you want to purchase comes for sale today? Integrity Home Mortgage offers a wide variety of programs ranging from conventional government and portfolio loans, plus construction and lot loans. The Integrity Home Mortgage team of Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve. Call them today at 252-714-2076. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 here on a Tuesday. Hot one. The heat is here. 
it's wondering where it was all spring and early summer it's summer started right when is summer 21st uh so this week Mm -hmm. it officially Uh, became last week uh last week yeah um that voice by the way is bryce williams who uh i saw the light i was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes Mm -hmm. i'm born to love again i'm a brand new man i guess the right one that's you yeah how are your headphones they're good now check 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 we good yep 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 bryce good to see you Good to see y'all. Clean today. Yes. You usually come right off the uh, whatever it is you do. Oh, yeah. Clean those. This is a stainless shirt. Uh, stainless hat. <laughs> you mean your shirt has no stains. I thought you meant like stainless steel where it's impossible to get stains on it. And I was about to ask you about that technology. But no. Yes, you meant something stainless. different. Mentioned smash burgers a moment ago. Josh says, I'm doing smash burgers on the Blackstone tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like a winner. Mm-hmm. Speaking of food, while we're there, real quick, Bryce, we talked to Rich Shea yesterday. He's the president of Major League Eating. They uh, put on the mm. famous Nathan's mm. hot dog eating contest at yeah. Coney Island on July 4th. Joey Chestnut going for another title Jeez. next Tuesday. If you were mm. to be in a food eating competition, Shoot. what food do you think you could at least put a little dent in, maybe have a chance to win? Oh, so what's something you can eat a lot of in one sitting, you think? Mm. I don't know. I, I don't. Um, I tell you what, a good hot dog is good, but you know, I'd like my hot dogs like all the way. So I that may get a little feeling fairly quick. So, yeah, I mean, you're not eating for pleasure here. This is work. This, this is, is work. This is work. Uh, yeah. We're going. Uh, so, like, I, well, let's do a few examples. So, like, Chandler, all the interns said wings yesterday. Oh. Shirley said dry peanuts. She could do some damage on some dry peanuts. Uh-huh. I tried to go a little outside the box. I went to uh, low main, <laughs> just like low pounds man. and Dude, pounds of low you main. You can almost like swallow. You're slurping like it you're down. Even, like by the handful. Low main not might not be a bad. Chick fil A nuggets is a, a popular choice. Right. So you just down a bunch of those. So like, I uh, like the wings. Like come to think, I mean, wings would be delicious. Low main because I think there's no effort eating it. Yeah, like, literally, you could go one two swallow. You know, yeah, or night. I mean, yeah, probably like a one-two swallow. I might go either uh, wings or lo mein. Probably I'll go lo mein. Newton says mac and cheese. That's a good one too. Take down some mac and yeah. cheese. Jamie says Bryce would kill a Rocky Mountain oyster contest. <laughs> I was about to agree to the oysters, and then I remember what a Rocky Mountain oyster is. Uh, Jamie's asking, "What is the logo on your hat?" No free ads, but what kind of hat are you wearing today? Uh, it's just the blackjack boats hat. Blackjack boats, okay. It's the boat I have. You like you've been on a boat? You got a nice little base it's, going there, buddy. Yeah, I mean it's that well outside working and then being on a boat. Yeah. Uh, Eric says tiebreakers cheese sticks, mozzarella cheese sticks would be pretty a lot good. A of dairy that might not turn out well. He said, "Give me a giant bowl of marinara. If I end up choking and passing on, just know I went out doing what I love." That's Their pepper jack cheese sticks are really good too. Mm. You would use it, you know, in the hot dog contest, they dip the buns in water, which is absolutely gross. He'd be just dipping his in marinara, taking them down, sucking them down. Yeah. Uh, Bryce, when you were a football player at East Carolina, do you remember 
they had the ladies clinic right Mm-hmm. were you ever a part of that you know i never did or i don't know how i never did but i never did were you a part of any of the camps like junior camps or anything no man that's a missed no, opportunity i think you'd be pretty good with the I kids enjoyed it. And the, the ladies. ladies the kids i would have i would have enjoyed doing it. i guess they didn't think i was <laughs> i don't think it was a slight against you necessarily I just, <laughs> because I, and all right we'll get our recap it was uh friday this past friday they had the ladies clinic shirley rhodes took part in it mm-hmm. shirley uh how many pirate players you think were out there um, was shane calhoun there did you see number 80 i did not okay all right because if he was out there then i'd say hey why wouldn't bryce yeah it was mostly coaches um we did have a few players out there i know i know my guy my guy um (laughs) rajay was out there so we have rajay Um, on the the delcor players lounge Mm -hmm. shirley was in the ecu team legit players lounge with Rajay. Oh. So I got a little jealous. Gotta be honest. And I, I have to be honest, I'd, I'd never been in inside the, the ECU Players Lounge, and it is a really, really cool place. I mean, oh, yeah. it is a cool hangout place. Got to walk around. and I bet they upgraded since you left. Oh, yeah, By they about upgraded. about a million percent. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have yeah. a Players Lounge. It was our lockers. That's it? Yeah. That was yeah. it. And, of course, you know, they have that nutritional area, so they have... Uh, the Ridiculous. you know Man. refrigerators full of nutritional food and now drink Bryce, and I, I want you to be one of those guys that are happy for what the pirates have now and not jealous that you didn't have it oh no i'm happy they got it set up i'm <laughs> on both sides of the fence i'm like dang that would have been nice it would have made a gain of weight a lot easier yeah yeah instead um, of eating peanut butter every five exactly. minutes exactly so that <laughs> But, I mean, it's a great spot for them, and it's going to just help improve them. And you can yeah. just walk in there. Once you're a pirate, you're always a pirate. Like, that's yours. I, you can walk in there right now. I might need to just hang out. Go hang out. Do it. Get, get a you a smoothie. Right in, get me a smoothie. <laughs> <sighs> I'll tell you what. It was really cool. And I, might, they, I might take a special visit there. We got any uh, pool tables? Yes, uh, pool table. Um, ping pong? I did not see a ping pong table, but um, I, you know, there were quite a few people in there, so it could have been somewhere that I, I just didn't see. But they had a stand-up uh, arcade game. There were two of them up against the wall, uh, kind of off in a corner, and then you kind of go. Uh, they had this huge couch and two TVs. And then I think there was another TV up on the wall that was facing the pool table, so you could watch TV while you're playing pool. So that was really cool. They had all the helmets out, so you could take a look at all the different helmets. Um, uh, I put one on and took a picture, and I looked like an absolute dork in it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, I had uh, an opportunity to walk into the locker room area and kind of see how the locker room is set up. And um, and then... uh, coach they call him coach mac but it's uh devonte mackey um i uh was talking to him and he was like hey why don't you get your picture taken and i was like i nod yeah i mean i've got the jersey on but because they give you a football jersey to put on and uh, he's like no 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 you got to put the shoulder pads on and everything and i'm like i don't know i want to do that he's like come on come on come on and I was looking. He picked up one set, and I was like, "No, no, no! I'm built like an offensive lineman, so you might need to get like some shoulder pad. I'm not built like a wide receiver." So he got me a set of uh, shoulder pads, and then we went out. They actually had a professional little photo booth area, um, and you could get your picture taken with any of the players or any of the coaches that you wanted to. And so I got uh, Coach Mac had me put uh, get down in a three point stance. 
and uh, he took a picture with me um, in a three-point stance, so that was really cool. And then wait to see that one. Yeah, and then um, and then we moved into the. All right, let, let me do this. Let me ask you a few questions. Okay, go ahead. Who was the your so your favorite coach interaction? I know by you talking off the air was this coach Matt guy. Yes, you like I thoroughly enjoyed uh, talking Devontae to him. Devontae Mackey. Yes. Who is what? An offensive staff assistant. Okay. All right. Who was the uh, the favorite player you interacted with? Oh, that's hands down. That's Rajay. Rajay, my guy. Yeah. My Rajay. Um, who? What was your best event you competed in? Drill. What drill did you do the best at? I felt like I did good in. I don't know. <clears throat> um, the kickoff uh, where you where they put it in the um, where they launch a kind of like a kickoff and you catch it. Um, I caught both of those. I only yeah, had two out opportunities. Of a, a punt or a kick out of a yeah, the what do you call it? A jugs machine. Jugs machine. Jugs machine. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. I couldn't think of the name of it, but yeah. So I caught. You completed the catch. I completed both catches. All right, nice. impressive. Did you um, advance it or take a knee? I did not take <laughs> a knee. For a fair catch? There we nope. Go. Did not call <laughs> a fair catch either. <laughs> That's right. Um, fair catch taking now yeah. I didn't catch it on the run because uh, i know some people will like like to catch it on the run but i'm i wasn't going to do that um so i did i felt like i did that well the golden arm i only got an opportunity to throw the ball a, uh a couple of times but i got it in in the net how what, what was your distance unfortunately only 10 yards because i never got an opportunity to throw again Bryce, so. did you ever play quarterback in your football career never got to. at any level no man never did unfortunately not and the last station i really enjoyed it was it they called it the obstacle course but they had these little um they kind of look like parking bricks and so you have to kind of step over those and then they had this huge hula hoop looking thing you had to go around it go through another set of um i'm going to call them parking bricks and then they had the tackling dummy and uh i did that in 7.7 seconds so uh and truck the tackling dummy because i was mad at that point and i just ran it over so um i thoroughly enjoyed it i i really had a good time the only thing that i really sucked at was the field goal i i really shanked it i shanked it so bad Mm -hmm. and i told the coach uh at the beginning i said look i said this is not gonna go well i'm just gonna tell you ahead of time and he kept saying i'm going to teach you how to do it i'm going to show you the technique and i'm like dude i can't even kick a kickball and that's a round object you're not a kicker you're a skill player i they didn't ask bryce to go out there and kick field goals exactly and now if hand me a softball bat i i'll kill it all day long but i cannot kick a football much less a kickball so that did not that didn't look pretty i was okay you mentioned tackling a moment ago Mm -hmm. bryce how many career tackles do you think you had (laughs) Uh, what at ECU? Maybe two. They're probably interceptions. So I got I've got you for two. Your final season, <laughs> Bryce Williams, two solo tackles. Nice. Not assisted at all. I'll have to go through the other numbers, but um, yeah, unfortunately, if you're making a tackle, that's not a good thing. Yeah. But uh, hey, sometimes you got to get dirty. You know? I enjoy. I mean, I know exactly. You can shed the shed the blocker and shield it and. Come did you on. make any uh did you play special teams at all uh never on like um the tackling um on the defense the defensive side no you had two assisted uh tackles the year before 
so you got in there hey bud i'll stick my nose in there if it needs to be <laughs> you know all right uh shirley what y'all eat um i don't know you have to ask jenny <laughs> i left before i all right. ate all right. um, oh, dang. well part of it was because i had been um all last week i had been down in uh at camp caroline and i got back into town at four o'clock friday afternoon i literally I, and i was supposed to be at ecu at five so i had just enough time to run in the house take a quick shower and then get to uh ecu in time for the ladies clinic to start so because of that i was exhausted and you know i wore myself out in all the stations so i just decided to call it a night and head on home so i skipped the dinner part but i did get to participate and that was a lot of fun bryce uh, jamie knows why you were not at women's clinic why they did not want to offend the women by having you out there and you have better hair than oh all of them. you know what i might the long flowing yeah. blonde locks that's pretty accurate of back Bryce then Williams. especially senior year i mean it was glorious some, yeah, glorious <laughs> is a good word you know going from the bright golden brown especially when the sun hit it just right wind slight wind breeze it yeah. was kind of thor like yes yeah. i was gonna say did you get it from sunshine from um remember the titans yeah what uh, was your mine did, was a little better I had a little more mine had more body <laughs> <laughs> what was your motivation for the hair uh so what initially got it going was or two i guess two factors <clears throat> obviously coming into college Tyler Eifert, you know, was up and rising and kind of the star. Was he in Notre Dame or Notre Dame. Bengals? He was in college? Yeah, he was in college initially with his long hair. Yeah. Wore number 80. Okay. Um, so I was like, well, heck, I want to have long hair. And then Grove and yeah. Jake had long hair. I said, well, heck, I've guys, I've, you know, I just got in. I'm like, well, heck, I want to, you know, I'll grow my hair. I've never done it. And I'm in the midst of growing my hair. I'm both them son of a guns cut their hair. I said, well, <laughs> I guess I'm on this ship alone, so <laughs> I just stuck with it and ended up growing it out. And I was literally between it was literally like me with the longest hair on the team, and, you know, except some of the guys had dreads, and then I think Joe Allery started growing his hair out and stuff. But yeah, I ended up just being a solo. So Dwayne, uh, it, it was probably his NFL days, but man, his dreads Jeez. got super long. Norman yeah. Whitley, no, he was way before your time. He had super long dreads. We had the longest dreads on the team. Did you play with Johnson, uh, Darrell um, Johnson? Darrell Johnson. I, I know he like had some. First, or first year, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, he had some long dreads. I think it was really him. And then... Yeah, I don't remember your era. I'm Because yeah. yesterday... Hey, you want to see something cool? Chandler, come here. Let's do it for Bryce. Oh, we need to take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back and... Uh, Yesterday, we went 2009. Chandler, I named a name or a number, and he could tell me the player on Jeez. ECU. We'll do that for uh, some of your teammates. See All how right. good he is. Put it to the yeah, test. Yeah. Uh, we'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce. We'll also have a winner for you. Got all that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with that. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Uh, update um, might have a couple of people participating in Pirate Radio Outdoors here in a moment. And no big deal, Bryce Williams might have saved somebody's life today. <laughs> well, I learned that during the break. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm. That's going to be the tease. Bryce has got a story. The tease. From earlier today. But real quick. It wasn't I, a turtle? No, I this was turtles. a. He human. saved turtles' lives all the time. I tried to. I've not seen many on the road lately. But someone yeah. splattered near my mom and dad's house the other day. Mm-hmm. Should have got there quicker. I was going to say, <laughs> who, him or the turtle? Should have got, got, got there quicker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Rain Man Chandler Honeycutt did yes, a good sir. job. We went 2009 yesterday. Man, that's pretty good. Naming pirate players numbers. Um, can you do that with the 2014 team? Great team here at ECU. Let's do it. All right. Speedy. You can't see the screen, right? No. No. You can't see it. Okay. You want to throw I don't need to see it. You want to throw some names out there, Bryce, to him? Uh-huh. Throw him that one out. I mean, that's a, he's a good player. We'll, we'll warm it up. Who is 25? Breon Allen. Okay. Okay. Mm, yeah. Oh, I bet you don't want <laughs> I got <laughs> Chandler, did you know Devin Anderson wore 9,999 <laughs> when he played at ECU? Man. Oh. All right. Uh, let's see. Devin Anderson ended up being 25. How about another tight end on the roster? Do you remember Steven he- Baggett? He was 86. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man. Okay, who was number 97? No, nah, that's a tell. He ain't going to get this one. 97? I like this. Can I click that and hear his name said? I want to do that. No way. Technology's crazy, ain't it, Bryce? Wait, oh, Fred Presley. No. Ooh, that's a good... He might have wore that, though. Dimage Bailey. <laughs> Dimage Bailey. I do remember him. Bailey. Dimage. Fred Presley was 99. How about Taco? Daquan Barnes. Was well, he Taco? Was yeah, Taco. 82. Oh, wow. Bang. <laughs> okay, what about number six? Yeah, two chances here. Oh, man. All right, so Ben Kurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number six, I guess defensively, maybe? Maybe. I want to say y'all maybe called him Booby. Is that, mm-hmm. or do you remember? Is that right? Okay. Who was Booby? Mm. Six. No, I was going to say Lamar Avi, but he wasn't six. He was seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Showing off. Uh, Deshaun Benton. Mm. Mm. You want a layup? Sure. He'll give him a layup. Zeke. Zeke, 44. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite Pirates. All right, now Chandler also knows the numbers of offensive linemen. Yeah. Who was 65? Oh, that was your boy, JT Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JB that? Bird. Uh, another layup. Uh, 88. 88. 88. Oh, Trayvon Brown. Man, I thought this guy was going to be really good. Uh, yeah. I believe had an injury yeah. early on. Mm-hmm. 
he was going to be the next Zeke. Yeah. Uh, who wore number 34? Number 34. Didn't play long. Played on special teams and I think never really got to show what he could do at linebacker. Brunson? Yeah. DeVaris, wow. DeVaris Brunson. Brunson. How do they say it? <laughs> let's hear it. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's play it right here. DeVaris Brunson. <laughs> Brunson. <laughs> Is that um, Jeff Diamond, Shirley? DeVaris Brunson. I think it yeah, is. That sounds like that's him. Hilarious. That's cool. Uh, let's see. We'll skip that guy. He wasn't no good. All right. We'll skip number five. Number five ain't worth putting. <laughs> Chandler, you played football, right? Growing, coming up, high yeah. school. Yes. What position did you play? Uh, I was center on the offensive line. How about, I'm a former long snapper. Did you play special teams? <laughs> I did. Charlie Coggins. What number? He was 60. Uh, Man! He's on it. That is good. That's some good stuff okay. right there. Charlie Coggins uh, gave me long snapping lessons in high school. I think if oh, Chandler's yeah. a true pirate, he should know I that. I think one. he... Uh, who was number 48? For, oh, Maurice Falls. Uh, he was a good... Him and uh, Montice were good on the edge. I used to like hearing Rick Smith say this defensive back's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number, should I say... I'll give you a chance. Bobby Fulp. Oh, he was eight... He might have he, done ended, he changed to eight, but before that, he was, uh, was he in the 30s? Yeah. 35. Mm, 35. I give you a little bit of credit on that. You think he can get your buddy here? I don't think who, so. Um, who was 45? Uh, Geary. Uh, okay. Um, what was his name? Oh, gosh. Jacob? Jake Geary? Jake Geary. Man, I thought Marquez uh, Grayson was going to be good. Yep. Man, 20, 26, 28. Oh, man. You split missed. the difference. 27. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Worth Gregory. 40. Mm-hmm. What number was Ike Harris? Ike Harris was 60. Oh, boy. Man, was he 69? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. he used to always do this. When oh, yeah. score a touchdown, he would just go and just stand there and go like this. <laughs> he <laughs> was a big, boy. long he was dude. He How was a six dude. foot seven listed? Six to eight. Six. No. I think he's six eight. What number did Warren Harvey wear? He was fourteen. Mm-hmm. He was. He definitely was. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, right. who was seventy four? Oh, Taylor Hudson. Mm-hmm. That is. I was a uh, big Taylor Hudson fan. Center. Good. Oh, man. Yep. How about uh, who wore number 20? Number 20? Oh, Kyle Tudor. Oh. Oh, am I wrong? No, nah, yeah, that was I'm 19. That was, Kyle Tudor was before. 13. He was 13. So, number 20 on this team? Who was 14? Oh, man. He was a receiver. He was a receiver? Short fella. Really fast. Number 20. Ran track here. Had a bad injury his last year at ECU, if I recall. Oh, was that... um? Oh, man. What was his name? Uh, God, look how young he is. Yeah. <laughs> come on, Chandler. This guy was on. good. He did. Come on. What was his name? Was right. Short and fast. Lincoln used to like giving him the ball as a freshman, and he fumbled a couple times. Quay. Quay Johnson. Come Quay. on, man. Quay Johnson. Quay. Man. Who was 56? What a phony. What a fraud. 56? Oh, man. Was it? Was oh, that wait. His? He 56? was a man. He was Defensive tackle? Yeah. No. no. Uh, oh, oh, we're doing two. I was looking oh, at him. Oh, yeah. I was doing. All right. Yeah. Was 56 oh, yeah. a defensive yeah. tackle? Yeah. Dimitri McGill? Correct. Who was the offensive side? But did he wear this number his whole career? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. 
a very fresh baby face looking garrett mcginn was 56 on this roster. oh wow because now he changed his number know, yeah who was uh well they didn't really play that much who was 72 72 oh, oh mckinney wow yeah, um pretty good quincy quincy mckinney 51 is a layup who was 67 monty Silverton. yep 67 you said bryce yeah, where was that 61 oh oh 61 colton oliver yeah that is stupid that you know that <laughs> that is just colton that. oliver uh, another long snapper that makes no sense who's 38 38 special teamer special teamer 38 oh man great plowman davis plowman yeah. davis plowman what'd you call him sticks was that sticks, sticks? what number was sticks? oh that's uh pratt yeah davon pratt what number is that he was now he changed his number he's changed him he's yeah i don't remember being davon pratt went from one he's one he's on one team. here and then he went somewhere to something else former pirate radio intern he transferred from oh ECU. my god rice Number what number was Messiah Rice? Seventy-eight. I had to give Jeez. Messiah Rice a ride in my Nissan Versa, and it was tough. Yeah, it was tough to get him in that little car. Jeez. Yeah, he was the uh, intern here when I was an intern too. Thank God. Nice fella. Who number, was ten? Number ten. Well, Rocco, Rocco yeah. Scarfone. Number three, uh, Adonis Armstrong. Oh, am I wrong there? No, you were right, but that's defense. We're on offense. Yeah, offense. Oh, offense. Running back. Oh, number three. I feel like I'm going to hate myself for this one. Fast from Virginia, maybe? I think. The state of Virginia? Oh, uh, that is, um, he ended up, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Number three. Anthony Scott. Anthony (laughs) Scott, he fumbled the ball a lot my freshman year here. Mm. He was number 80. Mm. Oh gosh. I don't know that guy. (laughs) God. Man, I wouldn't know. Didn't he? Ain't he a big fisherman? <laughs> he is. Yeah, He's a big a outdoorsman. Cardinal great. <laughs> Cardinal legend. Yeah. Tom Brady's former teammate. Bryce Williams is correct. Mm. Do you remember Brandon Williams' number? Twenty-four. Mm. He's a good player. Jimmy Williams. Jimmy was eighty-one. Mm. Swamp monster. Oh, Swamp monster was fifty-four. Mm. How about the man who Shh. killed it in Blacksburg that one day? Oh man. Oh, the receiver. Oh, receiver? Oh, Cam Worthy, number nine? Yeah. You're the man, yeah, Chandler. I'll tell you what. You're the man. Nothing's getting by him. <laughs> Can't get nothing past Rain him. Rain man. All right, Bryce, um, we're going to save this for outdoors, but I'll tell you what. Let's let's keep the tease going. <laughs> All right, we're going to get make you a winner right now. When we return, we'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We'll talk about Bryce Williams saving somebody's life earlier today. No big deal. Uh, but right now, we'll open up the... Booty bag. We can't play booty anymore. What? It it gets flagged. We got to come up with an alternative. I can't believe we went that long. I feel like I'm in a daggum video game. (laughs) Or like this is like like something. (laughs) All right. What are we giving away? I have no idea what y'all gave away this week. So uh, it was a uh, shrimp taco lunch yesterday. All right, ten dollar gift card to AJ's. Ten dollar gift card, AJ McMurphy's. Caller number six three one seven twelve fifty. Booty 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 booty. Back after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by uh, calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Harvey Odom of Winterville. Picked up a $10 gift card to AJ McMurphy's in the best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own clip Brock on Wednesday nights. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Love uh, talking old football with Bryce Williams. <laughs> I like going Pirate Radio Outdoors with Bryce Williams. And Bryce Williams has been known. He's a gentle giant. <laughs> Talked about his turtle-saving adventures. Mm. He had multiple of those multiple uh, a year those or two ago. Multiple a few years ago. Now, I don't know what's gone with the turtle pop. But, I think uh, your your buddies that you saved probably told their friends. said, look, stay off this hot, daggum pavement. Black. And if you do get out there, there's this big six, seven guy that's going to come in here and save, save you. you. And he's going to talk to you. <laughs> do they look at you like Jesus? He's a little loud. Do they pray to you? You like... know what? One smiled at me, actually. <laughs> Bryce, did you see that story about the turtle that went into the sewer and got into some kind of mutation? And it came out doing, uh, it came out a ninja? Dang. What Did it have a bandana it? over its eyes? It was eyes? a teenager, I believe. Yeah. Was that like New York or something? <laughs> it was up in New York. Huh, that's some funky stuff. It was it. Three and uh, three Developed of his a taste for pizza, apparently. For some yeah. reason, they love pizza. Like eight of them or something? And talking like surfers. Eight. It was I mean, four. Was it four? Yeah. Was there a, man, it's a lot of turtles. <laughs> and a big giant rat that uh, was oh, there. Man. For some reason, spoke with like a broken Asian accent interesting that was york i know that was the weird part the turtles taught like they were from california the rat taught like uh maybe came over from i don't know somewhere in the east far east Hmm. anyway y'all google that up bryce what happened earlier today man i tell you it was uh so me and my father-in-law jay we were driving um down like 121 charlie knows where that is and uh going into farmville and we drive by this car, and it's like airbags blown out. And we were like, "Dag gum, they screwed that." I mean, that's like you know, you just make a comment, "Dag gum, that thing busted up." Yeah, passed it, and uh, I looked in that kind of mirror back, and it was still smoking. I said, "Jay, I think that like just happened." And we turned around, and uh, I mean, sure enough, there was a lady in the car. I mean, thank goodness, like she was conscious and everything airbags deployed and everything like are you okay on the phone with 911 the doors were locked well then all of a sudden it started flaming up fairly quick and uh i was like daggum jay and jay's like we gotta break this window and then jay's like totally unlocked the car and thank goodness like she unlocked it and uh i'd open the door jay like took his knife stabbed the airbag cut it out of the way and i hand the phone to jay who's with highway patrol daggum yeah, I mean, literally, this car's bellowing smoke. Like, 
in there and everything. And I've reached in there and like grab her, like kind of that fireman drag or whatever. Like get her and just drag her out of the car. Like didn't even like let her walk. I just like we got you know get out of here and drug her away. And uh, I mean she was okay physically. I don't know what if she was on medicine, but I mean she, I mean. She seemed out of it. Yeah, totally well, was out this of it. This was today. Today at one forty-five. Bryce has a picture of the flaming car after the evacuation, and it was legit oh on fire. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah. I was like, I mean, I got like inhaled the smoke and everything. <laughs> Eric said, "Dang, that car is on fire." Yeah, it was the. Uh, because you're like daggum the gas tank you know which obviously the fire's up at the hood and stuff and i tell you it didn't take long for that thing to get up and, you know and that fire. smoke ain't no joke like if yeah, it, it's not like you get a little bit of it oh i felt a little out. i was like dang i mean if we wouldn't if we would have sort of just said oh man someone you know because you couldn't see in there because the side airbag yeah was covering the window if i would have seen the smoke it would probably been like well dang i guess someone wrecked and got out or whatever and I think we've been up in flames and who knows you don't know so that was quite interesting good for you bryce great uh you samaritan be awarded i know you're or like, like a, taken to like a city council meeting or something <laughs> i'm serious or, you're our everyday hero you know people look at be recognized people look at athletes or sports talk radio hosts as heroes and no we just we're just can i just people. say guys hush stop <laughs> stop you're the real hero uh, this uh, is, this is the hero no just you know <laughs> and but me having you on this show to talk about it i'm a little heroic in that well like i, I share a little it. bit of the heroism yeah well is yeah. that a word heroism heroism <laughs> don't ask me <laughs> i got my communications degree bryce that's great man you, yeah. you care about your fellow man yeah I, it was uh yeah it was good all right good for you um power radio outdoors real quick yeah chandler dropped a little nugget on us unfortunately uh, we won't be here next tuesday but yeah. he said hey bryce move over pal he said, watch it. <laughs> this is my lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Hey, buddy. He said. There's, there's a new sheriff out here. <laughs> these waters got a there's new. There's a new warden out here in these woods. <laughs> yeah. So, Chandler, let's start with you. Chad. You going outdoors? I'm going fishing this weekend, going to Wrightsville and going with some buddies of mine. I think there's going to be four of us. And we're going to do a little offshore fishing. So, what's the target species? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. Oh, know. come on. You bottom fishing? Uh, yeah, you pulling really... any ballyhoo? <laughs> <laughs> I think we are getting some ballyhoo. Um, there you go. Um, I don't know. I just know we're fishing, and whatever we're going to go get, I'm going to try to get one, take a picture of it, and then on the 11th, hopefully, I can have a recap of our fishing trip. I hope so. Hey, if regardless, you going, there's going to be a story. Right. Like, yeah. That's a good I hope point. You catch some. I hope you catch some dolphin or something. That'd be fun. There's always a story, even if it's not a good story. Exactly. Yeah. There's always something to talk about. You catch anything this weekend? We did. We went out on the boat, uh, my buddy Patty, and um, ended up catching some slot reds. First cast out there, um, he ended up hooking a 26-inch trout. I'm like, son of a gun. You know, he just fished that morning before I got there that afternoon. I mean, a citation. It was a citation trout. 25 inches or bigger and i'm like son of a gun he just kind of got that horseshoe up you know where but nah he's a great fisherman so but uh what do you mean by 25 citation 25 inch, like a 25 inch trout is considered like a citation kind of like uh 
I guess a congratulations. Uh, oh, you I, get something. Like for that? If he if he wanted to, which he's called a hundred in his life, so it's not a big deal to him. I've only called a twenty four. Oh, uh, okay. Went up short. Okay. But uh, yeah, like you can measure it and all that, and send it into like wildlife, and you know, say hey, and they give you like a North Carolina speckled trout citation. Interesting. This is kind of cool. Uh, I look at citation as a negative term, but this is a positive citation. Yeah, I guess there's two different types of citations in the sport sporting. How many world. do you own? Uh, I technically have a, drum, a big drum citation, which is like, I think it's 45 inches or bigger. Okay. Um, I have a Wahoo and most of the time I don't bother turning them in, but I don't have a lot to obviously, unfortunately, have. But, um, you know, it was cool, and we caught some slot reds, hoping for some kind of bigger bull over slot reds, but um, it was a good time. Good to be on the water. It's been a while, so um, it was a nice evening. We had a good time. You going to be out there in the water, um, this maybe week. going after the same fish Chandler is coming up this week? Uh, offshore would be, kind of, would, would be nice. Um, I haven't been all season, all year. I haven't been offshore that much lately. Lately, I'd love to catch some dolphin and cook it up and do it the lazy days way. What's that mean? We had it a certain. It was a certain way down in Alamorada, and it was absolutely delicious. It was just a certain like you do like panko, like fried panko, but like the season's like a lime butter sauce and like some parmesan on it. It's very. It was hmm. super what, delicious. What would you be most impressed with? What Can you I put your headphones on, sir. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this um, guy don't. He's an outdoors guy. He don't know radio oh, yeah, and stuff it's like all that. Electronics. I'm sorry. I just know the great outdoors. I just, I, I, to be honest, I'm actually uncomfortable being indoors right now. Uh, what would you be most impressed with? What what I would catch this weekend? If you're trolling, which I'm assuming you are, I mean, catch you a big bull, draw, big bull dolphin um, would be very cool, um, and there are a big wahoo. Would be cool. Oh, I would want a Wahoo. Wahoos are cool. They're pretty fish. They're pretty bad, eh? Um, I've always wanted to catch a big bull dolphin. Like, I mean, like a, the ones you saw on the big rock. I've never caught a big one. Probably like 15 pounds of boots when I've caught. But they're just beautiful fish to me. So, if you, I, I hope you catch either a big bull dolphin or both. Or, like, you know, a big Wahoo. Um, I guess some type of, uh, what would be out there... I don't know. I'm not going to spout off too much because I don't really know my seasons, but a tuna could come across. You know, you catch like, a tuna. Like I'm impressed, Chandler. Like yellowfin and stuff. Like, I think it's a yellowfin. And you're not like even a seafood guy, so you can share it with me we when don't you like get back. Dang. Yeah. Well, there went your sportsman card. <laughs> <laughs> you had it for a good seven minutes and you just lost it. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and get ready to wrap it up here on a Tuesday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. A quick look at your stock market report. It was a good day for the Dow. It was up 212 points at 33,926. The NASDAQ was up 219 at 13,500. 
under 55. The S&P was up 49 points at 4,378. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, back to Clip. Bryce, have a good fourth next Tuesday, and we'll reconvene with you in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Bryce uh, just said he's ready for some some watch parties for ECU football. That got me fired up, Bryce. Got me fired up. Blood pumping a little bit. You know we're only what was the number, Chandler? Thirty-seven days away from a NFL game being on TV. Wow. The Hall of Fame game. Wow. So we're starting to you know count it count it down. The season that matters the most. (laughs) All right, we will. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I think that's what I said. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Chandler, we'll see you tomorrow. Good job, intern Connor. Did Good the job, entire Connor. show Good today. Job. Uh, Shirley, welcome back. See you tomorrow. We'll talk to Garrett Saylor on Wednesday's show. And uh, Chandler, Patrick, Mason, and I will have our 4th of July cookout menu draft. So <sighs> people will be excited about that. That's tomorrow. Talk to you Wednesday, 3 o'clock. All new edition, Pirate Radio Live. For the crew, I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.